Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree. And a guy that made Dan cream in his pants when he got HBO Max. <laughs> I don't know if you need to censor that. That sounds like... That sounds like... Say it off mic. Um... <laughs> 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 talk to you about movies that's where we are uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> our first review is a trip into the time machine to 2015 for the eli roth film with keanu reeves knock knock then we do another fan request movie in carrie 1976 all that and a lot of news coming up next on this episode of brownie points All right. Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. At least our gobble gobble. <laughs> at least to our uh our home front domestic listeners. Uh I know foreign countries don't care, but it is Thanksgiving week. So hopefully you guys are traveling safe, uh taking care of yourselves if you are so compelled to go across the country to your families. Uh, we have our own plans coming up. Uh, we'll talk about those in the outro, but You're just gonna ignore the beer pop? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! There it was. Mmm. <laughs> wow, that one's cold. Holy crap! I didn't even change the settings on the mini fridge. Why is that so cold? I think I mean, I'm not complaining. I was gonna say that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's just surprising. <laughs> uh. Nice. Uh, Continue. Uh, yes. Uh, well, we taped these early, so that's why I was saying that. Uh, we'll address what's going on next week uh, because of uh, Thanksgiving, but complete change in format we're gonna have everything reviewed based off a of lobster rating and everything is gonna be about butter yeah we're, we're gonna be completely rebranded and uh no <laughs> um if that is the that i just started rambling and i was like i don't know where i'm going uh that is not going to change uh this episode and it's not going to affect the reviews that you'll be hearing this tuesday and thursday but the first week of december things might be a tad different but because we got things to do next week because it's a holiday yeah and We're taking care of ourselves 2020 I just took a sip. it's not 2019 where we go to insane lengths <laughs> to meet deadlines that aren't real <laughs> oh i took a sip of my drink uh but yeah we'll 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 address that at the end uh but anyway it is sunday it is our brownie bites news segment that means we got a lot i'm to currently at a football game <laughs> it is if it's sunday there is a lot to talk about um the first thing that we have to talk about is uh not uh an addition to our who died this week segment it is well i guess if you want to call it a career dying uh if that's not god <laughs> okay retire it's just retirement that was a little morbid uh michael j fox uh the star of numerous films including uh the back to back to the future trilogy he has announced that he is officially retiring, or in his words, probably retiring. He said in his memoir, uh, No Time Like the Future, that just came out, that uh, this is probably the end of his acting career, and if it is, so be it, or however the way he exactly said it. But he basically has stated that he's coming to terms with this more than likely being the start of his, what do you call it, the Twilight Years? Like, just going into retirement uh, enjoying whatever he does for the rest of his life uh 
but yeah, uh, it's mainly because of uh, his Parkinson's that he's been dealing with for decades now. And uh, the fact that he was still working up till now is just really admirable. I I think I speak for both of us, I and mean, we wish him a very happy retirement and that his health uh, does not get any worse uh, from well for the for the remainder of his life i I i'm trying to think of a more gracious way to say that but uh we yeah michael we wish you the best you were an amazing talent and it's no i mean it 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 is it is bleak well yeah i'm just saying like we just we wish you the best of retirement and that you were a treasure on screen and it's unfortunate that you got parkinson's it's pretty courageous too i mean that it takes a lot of guts to go i mean I don't know how to word that properly, but it, it takes a lot to kind of really be the forefront of this disease. Cause like, he's not hid from it. Like, no dude, like he, he's very upfront. He's like, you will see me shaking. I, I have a hard time with my memory and I, I feel lost sometimes. And so, like, he's pretty open about it. So it's like pretty courageous dude with, uh, with what he's got. Yeah. And he, he had that sitcom, I think it was called The Michael J. Fox Show, a couple of years ago, but, um, yeah, he was already kind of just being kind of low-key, not really doing anything up until now, uh, before this memoir, so I, uh, just, yeah, it's, it's not a position I'd imagine anybody wants to be in, like, the face of, like, a, of a disease, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's understandable, yeah, but still not, sad. Yeah, not to crack a joke, not to crack a joke, when you're the face of Parkinson's, it still means you have Parkinson's. Yeah, it's 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 sad, but um but yeah, we just like I like I said, we wish him and his family the best as he goes into retirement and hopefully it's uh it's manageable for however many more years that you got left, Michael. We love you. Thank you for the memories of you on screen. Uh so moving on to a slightly happier story. Um we have a little bit of an update on productions. Uh, we were talking about those uh, last week. We got two new high-profile films that just finished filming. Uh, Scream 5, which for some reason is just called Scream. I don't know what, what... if it's What if it's called... <laughs> Sorry, headphone users and people driving. And also future me listening to this, not realizing that moment's coming up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for some reason it's just called Scream it finished filming and it's going to be out in January of 2022 and M Night Shyamalan's newest film old it just Oh, I thought you were going to say M Night Shyamalan was tied to Scream. I was like, "No." No, 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 no. He won't get it. No, he <laughs> uh his newest film uh, old which was shooting in the DR. I didn't know that, but um I saw on Instagram uh it was Was it shooting in the DR while looking for the D in the DMs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He uh he was filming out in the DR and they just wrapped filming and it is actually going to be coming out this July July of 2021 and uh he shot it in the DR he said that it was uh, a safe place to shoot they had good safety protocols uh, I also thought it was interesting that he was shooting this based on a graphic novel uh it's a French graphic novel called Sandcastle and honestly it's it sounded kind of interesting and I'm intrigued at. M. Knight actually working off a of source material because that means he didn't solely write it himself. So He's egotistical enough that he would change something massive just so it's got his stamp on it. Do you not remember Last Airbender? He's not a terrible director, like, in terms of, like, visualizing things. Like, making... 
honestly, like... It's just terrible with stories. Ava, the last Airbender didn't look bad. The visual... Yes, it did. It was devoid of all color. The, <laughs> the visual effects were stunning. The art direction was great. Uh, the CGI, I thought, held up really, really well for being a 10-year-old movie. I, I can't remember because I think I fell asleep a couple times with that movie. <laughs> Uh, c- convincing James, uh, uh, James Newton Howard, I think, to do the score. The score was amazing. Like, everything about that movie on a technical level was beautiful, but just that screenplay was garbage. So, depending on how into the screenplay that he, ha- or how involved with the screenplay he was, I think that's going to determine how this works, really, because, like, the, the, I read the synopsis for Sandcastle, and it sounded awesome. It sounds like a really creepy story, but... I just, I don't know. With Is it about a sandcastle in the sand? No, I don't it's... I the fans will get that reference. <laughs> it's about this... Sandcastles in the sand. <laughs> it's my falsetto. Nice. Uh, it's about this uh, this this town. I, I forgot who exactly the person is, like what their job was, but they come to this town and it's got, it's got this thing going on where all the kids are aging super rapidly and there's this murder that happens and i i know i'm botching the synopsis kind of but like that's part of the pieces of it and like i i'll send you a link to what the novel is but i i don't know it sounded interesting to me it sounds more I'll send you a link I'll send you a link to the novel cuz i know that'll pique your interest person who has been on record multiple times saying that they don't read well, i'm not sending you the book just read the paragraph synopsis read, it. read the book <laughs> i don't know i'm kind of excited i i mean excited it's a little too much but i'm i'm intrigued i'm i'm interested to see how this turns out um do you have panty pudding no look, no i'm not that <laughs> it's still in my shemalon i'm not that excited i'm more excited for this than scream i i'm not a fan of the scream franchise i kind of don't care that they've made a fifth one i mean have you watched any of the scream movies uh we went to one together okay besides that one the scream four. Uh, the first one I've seen the first one. We went to Scream 4 together. Yeah. That is the movie. That is one of the first movies Dan and I ever watched together uh, in a theater or, like, on a Blu-ray player. And I made Dan... No, it was, in the, it was in the theater. Was... Yeah, no, I'm saying it was It was one of the first movies we saw together. Like, period. Yeah. Whether it was a, whether it was a new release or, uh, like, on a DVD player or whatever. And I was laughing so much that Dan thought I was going to get us kicked out. I remember... Because Dan leaned over to me, and it was after the one cop gets stabbed in the face, and he goes, you have to stop laughing. I think they're going to ask us to leave if you don't. Yeah, it was... Yeah, when Anthony Anderson goes... <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, those are the only two I've seen, too, is that one and the first one, and I just don't... I don't know. I don't... They're okay. I seem to remember in college, uh, a friend of ours, Justin... Um, which Justin, I hope you're healing up fine after the wedding. Justin just took just a horrendous, had a horrendous injury when he fell down. Um, I'm kidding. He didn't get injured. He did fall. Um, I was going to say he just fell, but, um, uh, he, um, I seem to remember when we did our movie nights of me, uh, him, our friends, Bryce, Ryan, and Uriah, um, I'm not saying their last names, but um, I seem to remember one of the nights we picked Scream. I might be wrong, but I I, I think I've seen several of them. I only know for a fact I've seen the first and the fourth one. And then I think I might have saw one or two others that, that night we did the Scream movies. But we may have not done that, so I don't know. 
I get I get the appeal. I've like, ate a lot of Burger King since then. <laughs> I get the appeal of Scream, like taking the meta comedic angle of like I, breaking down the slasher dead teenager movie, but I just I don't know. I it just the, it just rang kind of obnoxious point. to me. I get the point of the first movie. I yeah. don't get really get the point of the series. It's just money. That's all it was. Well, okay, let me put it this way. I get I get the point of the first one. I can kind of understand playing off the trope of every horror movie that's successful has to get a sequel. And then the third one where it's just ridiculous that this keeps going on and that's another thing to make fun of. I get that. Four and five. Why? I don't. I, I don't get those. I don't really understand why you're continuing it like past making fun of the fact that this horror franchise has gone on for a while well it's it's money and if i'm being fully transparent i don't remember a damn thing about the fourth one i know we saw it because i remember other other than other than the when the one guy gets stabbed in the face because that's all i remember is that guy getting stabbed in the face and laughing and you telling me to stop i remember emma roberts was in it too but outside i didn't know that yeah she she was the girl that ended up being the killer i mean spoiler alert sorry is it isn't this the movie series that gave us uh what's the lady that was on Friends? Uh 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 Courtney Cox? Yeah, isn't this the movie series that gave us the Courtney Cox bangs that everyone makes fun of? I think that was more f- was wasn't that more of a Friends thing or was that Scream? I don't remember. I can't remember. I think it was Scream because I just remember her holding a micro every picture I've seen of her with those bangs, she's holding a microphone. Uh, okay. I, I don't remember this meme specifically. I don't think I've seen it as much as you have. Dude, her bangs are horrible. The only thing I ex- explit... Well, I mean, I remember the first Scream more than the fourth one, but I obviously Matthew Lillard, I remember him because of his character twist. I remember Duke Barrymore getting killed in the first five minutes, which was a... Which is still genuinely a surprising twist that you have her literally be the, the first victim of the movie instead of the star, especially then in the 90s. Like, that was pretty gutsy. Yeah. But... Yeah. It's, I don't know, I just, I just thought, found it kind of obnoxious, I, I don't know, I got what he was trying to do, but it was just, it didn't really, it, it didn't fit in my wheelhouse, I didn't think it was that great. It'd be worth a trip in the time machine to watch it again, but I think we need a, I think we need a curb horror movies for a little bit, since we kind of went all horror in November. <laughs> yeah, but that was also because we did no horror, because we did all westerns in October. Right, yeah, we, I mean, we were doing some catch-up, but... I- I started I started a bad trend, but I started it with a good trend. Yeah, no, it, it was fine. Watching the the Man with No Name trilogy was great, but yeah, I dude. Speaking of which, since we haven't had a, uh, a western in like a week, I got Bone Tomahawk on Blu-ray this week. Let's pick that. Oh, that's true. That's right. I forgot. Uh, no, we definitely need to squeeze that in. Uh, I think it's still on Amazon Prime. I've, I've never. I've actually never seen that movie, but. I remember I was so I was at Menards uh, for the viewers. This is really kind of pointless. But Dan, a couple weeks ago, gave me a Packers mini helmet lamp. And I decided I wanted to paint the base to be Packers colors and look like the uh, jersey sleeve uh, stripes. And so I went to Menards and I went to go get paint. And as I was walking out, I saw the movie section. I just Menards movie section is interesting because you will find just the weirdest assortment of movies for dirt cheap. And I found Bone Tomahawk on Blu-ray for seven bucks, and I was like, either Dad or Dan was telling me about Bone Tomahawk when we were doing our uh, Western thing, and I was like, it's seven bucks. I'll buy a copy of it. 
I, so. dude, it, I'm so glad you bought that. I, I know for a fact I had to have recommended it to you at least once or twice. Cause that's you a, did. Cause I, I mentioned it to my dad and he had no re- recollection of that movie ever existing. So it was you. <laughs> I oh, was like, dude. Hey, look what I got. And he goes, I don't know what bone tomahawk is. Dude. Great. Like, oh, it's a Kurt Russell Western. Dad must've told me about it. I've seen all four of, uh, Craig S. Zoller's or three, three or four of Craig S. 17. <laughs> I've seen all of Craig S. Zoller's films, and that was the first one, and it is so good. If it's it's if it's still free on Amazon Prime, I'm down to squeeze that into uh, one of these upcoming episodes. But yeah, ah, uh, yeah. Hell, worst comes to worst, if you can't find it streaming anywhere, I own a copy of it. Just come up here and watch it. That is true. That is true. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, moving this train right along to our next story, uh, we got some big uh, Marvel news. Uh, Deadpool 3, uh, I don't know if it was officially, like, this was the official green lighting of it, or if it already was, and when the merger was confirmed, they just kind of put it on the back burner, but Deadpool 3 has had an update. These are the first uh, kind of steps towards getting it made since the merger. They have officially hired writers to start creating the script, and they are a pair of sisters who have worked on Bob's Burgers, they are the Molyneux sisters. They, uh, it says here they have a new show, the, the Great North. I haven't seen an ad for it, but the Great North is going to be on Fox, uh, this February 2021, but they have been pinned to, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, <laughs> they have been tapped to pin the new script for Deadpool 3. Ryan Reynolds has given his blessings to have them attached to the production, and... Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of exciting. I Bob's Burgers is a great show. I think if they can bring that kind of dry sense of humor to the script, that's going to be very beneficial. Uh, well, the, it it's a series that already runs off a of dry sense of humor too. Like it's very much people saying ridiculous things in a very deadpan delivery. Oh yeah, exactly. I think I think they match. Like, um, they match perfectly. I think, I'm I'm excited to see what the, it like. Thinking of Bob's Burgers, the way they write bob's burgers and like how dry some of the comedy is and then pairing it with deadpool i'm actually looking forward to what they would do with uh negasonic is it negasonic yeah, teenage warhead negasonic teenage warrior or warhead yeah warhead warhead um just because she to me would fit perfectly into a bob's burgers episode she she should already she should have a big role in this next movie like i i feel like that they were teasing a little bit like with her on the sidelines that she's going to be bigger in the next one i mean i'm not here to get into the speculation of what three could be it could be anything really there's been so little movement towards what this will actually be but the fact that they got these writers onto it i mean I'm sure Ryan is going to have very much uh, say over who the director is going to be. So I'm optimistic that the director is going to be good, especially if they bring back the the guy that did the last one. Uh, I I don't know. I'm excited. I'm really just excited that like Disney's actually looking at this now and just like, hey, Deadpool was actually very, very loved by uh, by fans when Fox made them. Just let it be an R is my only thing. Let it be an R. Don't sugarcoat it, Disney. I think Disney's come to accept that this is going to have to be the way. Like, I think, I think <laughs> Disney is, I think Disney, like I actually do trust Disney in that. I think they realize they bought so much stuff. They're going to have to be okay. Putting something out that's rated R. Well, like they, they have so many things under their belts. Like, okay, we, 
we can be diluted enough to let out something that's an R rating. They have before. They would just do it under, uh, they used to have an old logo, uh, Hollywood Pictures. Like, that would be what they would release uh, their more adult movies through. Um, they Now that they own uh, Fox, which is now 20th Century Studios, I feel like that's going to be the way they release all their, like, hard PG-13 and R-rated movies is just putting it under the uh, the 20th Century logo now instead of, like, just for the 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 branding um perce- perception that's not the right word i'm looking for but um it kind of is well, the, perception yeah i get what you're saying if you say the word perception i actually understand what you mean yeah just in th- terms of in terms of you watch a disney movie you don't expect to see mickey mouse walk out and he's like hi like but <laughs> under 21st century fox if you see deadpool walk out and say that you're like yeah yeah, ex- exactly. I or maybe that is the word I was looking for because yeah, just uh, controlling the pers- perspective shapes the reality. So when a Disney movie comes out that's rated R, you don't want the castle with it. So just throw the like throw that music, that fanfare on it, and then you can yeah. do whatever. Like I think they finally, yeah. I think with this announcement, they finally accepted that. Like okay, I think we're yeah, we're cool now. I I, I think yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> we've we've got low quality standard expectations for fox already just continue it well with the disney's that's my that's my effort at being the simpsons if disney can just just own the brand but let the brand still be the brand like i don't i know that's asking a lot and that's probably not going to be the case but more what basically what you're saying is own it but don't mess with it i i i know they were going to i am not stupid or naive well, they, they i know they to. are like like they have to. It's it's obnoxious, like or kind of ridiculous. And to think, like what I'm gonna throw out is like, whenever you see sports teams change ownership, mo- like studios change ownership, uh, vehicle production things change ownership, they take on the principles of the company that bought them. But it just depends on to what extent does that company impose their like standards and practices and uh, morals and ethics and ideals and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and, and then of course the massive layoffs of the people that they don't think will fit with them, like which is basically the entire staff except for like executives that are like tenured or whatever. Like they or Lucas Arts Games. <laughs> they, it's it's gonna Star be... Wars thirteen thirteen would have been amazing. I don't I don't know what to expect. I hope that they let. Deadpool just be Deadpool that we had before in 2016 and 18. I really, really hope that's the case. Let let Deadpool continue to be our the actual world's Scrody McBooger balls from South Park. <laughs> Scrody McBooger. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the best episodes. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, we're I guess it's fair to say we're both optimistic, and it's exciting, especially that they got some Bob's Burgers writers, because if you guys haven't watched it, yeah. given that this is now four days before Thanksgiving, if you haven't, I'm going to be making this Watch a, it with Grandma. <laughs> I'm going to make this a Thanksgiving tradition where I watch the episode specifically where Bob keeps putting turkeys in the toilet, because that is one of the funniest. Oh, I, I thought you meant I thought you meant if you haven't seen Deadpool. No, no, no. That's why I said watch it with grandma. <laughs> you can do that too. That'd be... That 
that episode okay so my my two episodes of bob's burgers that i will say are my favorite and stick out in my mind the most are the ones where bob gets trapped in the wall trying to avoid his in-laws oh my god that Um, one was so funny yeah and the and then the episode of bob's burgers where it's the thanksgiving episode where he keeps putting the turkey in the toilet at night yeah that was what i was just saying like that's my thanksgiving tradition that is one of the funniest half hours of television i've seen in recent memory it's yeah oh my god that's that's one of the best Thanksgiving just anything's I've ever seen. Like given Thanksgiving's not really that, um, they don't really make many Thanksgiving things. But oh my gosh, it was that's such a classic episode. Yeah. Onward now to, which is funny because Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving is a pretty prominent holiday, and you don't really get much classic stuff for it. Like planes, trains, and automobiles is the only Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, kind of like how Groundhog Day is the only Groundhog Day movie. But. Well, that's because that holiday is <laughs> made up and stupid and doesn't really exist. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Kidding to anyone that takes that holiday seriously for whatever reason. You apologize to Punxsutawney Phil right now, mister. <laughs> All right, give me a minute. That's me speaking Groundhog to Punk to Tony Phil to tell him I'm sorry. You know that's not going to sound like what you think that sounds like, right? <laughs> or or it's me ordering a cheesesteak in Groundhog. I don't know which. <laughs> we'll, know ne- we'll know next week if suddenly a cheesesteak shows up at my front door and it says, From Punk to Tony Phil, dude, why? <laughs> <laughs> you just ordered something off Amazon Prime. <laughs> he ordered a cheesesteak that's hot and ready to go off Amazon Prime. <laughs> Uh, anyway, speaking of Amazon Prime, that's actually a good segue. Uh, the I know what I'm doing. The newest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the newest Eddie Murphy film is the sequel to Coming to America. Coming to America is going to be on Amazon Prime this March, March 25th. It will be an exclusive to Amazon Prime, like Borat's subsequent movie film. And this is Eddie's first film since uh, Dolomite is My Name, which was on Netflix last year. And this is actually from that director as well. Uh, apparently, this has been long gestating forever and ever. And I don't know. I Secret Shameless, I've actually not seen Coming to America. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen like half of it. Yeah, I've only seen. So, I mean, maybe it's not worthy of us to or maybe we're not worthy to talk about it since I haven't either of us haven't seen it but we okay so that movie came out before our time like yeah that movie came out like 80 i'm gonna guess 82 i'm gonna i'm gonna pull that up i'm gonna confirm um but like the eddie murphy that we grew up with was like eddie murphy i'm making waffles uh, (laughs) yeah we grew up with donkey eddie murphy pluto nash eddie murphy which oh god norbit and um I'm <laughs> and <laughs> and daddy daycare eddie murphy like we grew up with the hey eddie murphy's in this and then it like we were as at the time we're like he he made some good movies but he also was like oh eddie murphy's in this like uh haunted mansion's another one um oh that was actually that was a great movie actually i remember really liking that a lot i liked it i remember liking it i actually kind of been wanting to rewatch it if it's is it on disney plus or is it, are they waiting for some rights or something oh no it, it's it's totally on disney plus oh that'd be worth reviewing um because i haven't seen that since i was in like fourth grade oh same i haven't seen it probably since back then too yeah um it was 88 by the way coming to america one Okay, yeah, that's what, that was my point, as it was before our time. Yeah. <laughs> by, by 
four years. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> oh, sorry. Took a drink of my soda. Um, but no, you're a hundred percent right. Like we, we knew. Of... I'm not. I'm not upset about this, but I, I kind of like. Does it really need like a sequel? Right. For any reason, like. I agree. I I'm glad he's the fan, having the fans. The the thing that to me that's telling is the fan the big fans I know of that movie are like either super on board with it or like, dude, why? And the ones that are saying dude why are more loud than most unnecessary sequel fans. So that has me worried a little bit. I'm happy this is part of a resurgence for his career. Like, not that he it's like a resurgence, but like he's just kind of laid dormant for a long, long well, time. Well, yeah, it's 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 been pretty well documented that he just like stays at home and smokes weed a ton. He just decided like to the t- stories you hear about Eddie Murphy, like that's all he's done for like a decade. Well, I ha- Dude, he already like reached the top of the mountain. Like, if he wanted to call an early retirement, who's the time? I'm not giving no? him a hard time for it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he, yeah, he very much was like, I don't need to do anything else. He's a multi, multi millionaire. I don't know if he's got nine digits, but he's definitely got at least eight. Like, he doesn't have to worry about money. He's got enough fame from his older roles. Shrek was paying paying him hand over fist. Residuals from his movies are paying him hand over fist. He doesn't have to do stand up if he didn't want to. But like, but now. Like, I saw him on Comedians in Cars getting coffee, talking about getting back in the stand-up, and this was right before Dolomite came out, and Dolomite was pretty good. Like, I liked that movie last year. So, like, the fact that he wants to finally slowly start coming out, like, now, all that's missing is him getting a, like, Dave Chappelle-level special on Netflix for him to, like, really bust down the doors and just be like, I'm back! Because, yeah, he's... I don't know. Yeah, but my my thing with that is, like, Chappelle was not known for being an actor. Eddie Murphy's actually pretty well known for being an actor who got his start being an amazing stand-up. And he very much moved on from stand-up. I don't see him having the desire that Chappelle does. Chappelle's living was doing stand-up and Chappelle's show and acting. But he very much was still super rooted in stand-up. Oh yeah, it's and stand- Eddie Murphy. And Eddie it, Murphy. Yeah. I don't think of Eddie Murphy the stand-up. I think of Dave Chappelle the stand-up. So I don't really think he's gonna do a stand-up special. Yeah, after Delirious, that's when he definitely like was just like full actor mode and like used that to get to acting. But I he mull he was mulling it a little bit. Like he's talked about like just doing like little sets here and there. So yeah, maybe he's not gonna like commit to a, like a a full hour set like a f- true special. But yeah, I mean I don't know I. The, the 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 thinking of where to go from here is more enticing to me than the fact that there's a coming to America too. Like since I mean I, I don't know, I'm not chomping at the bit to watch the first one. I mean call that blasphemous, but blasphemous. No, I just I don't know. It was just it's just kind of been out of my radar, and I don't I don't know. It's I'm not dying to watch it. I don't know. Are you? No. It, I'm I'm not wanting to avoid it either but i'm kind of like eh, come out i'll watch it but i'm not like yes like yeah and maybe that's just our our age showing it's it's what it is but we felt the need to tell it because i mean it's eddie murphy for christ's sake so on to our next story this is the last like normal news story before we get to trailer talk guys we had a bombshell of a news story drop a couple days ago 
We talked about it being rumors for a couple episodes, like last week, but Warner Brothers has finally decided officially to put Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max with no paywall on Christmas Day. Thank you! It will be in theaters simultaneously, so you have both options. It's wide open if you want to go somewhere, if you don't have HBO Max, or if you have HBO Max and want to stay at home. It is up to you. It will be available everywhere on Christmas Day. Seeing this finally, like, set in stone, it's official. But I clearly, you're excited. I mean, I'll, I'll let you speak on it first. <laughs> Not so much for the movie. Um, more of just the principle of one of the biggest blockbusters for the year. Studios finally went, dude, just get the product out to the people and make some of the money we would rather than sit around and hope for money. Just, it's... Like, I've said it a million times. I don't really want to go into the big, long elaborations that we've had on this, um, where this episode, this segment ends up running an hour and a half long. Um, but, like I've said a million times before, um, I, for once, was watching the news this morning, um, and I saw something where Pfizer is putting in for, like, an emergency approval of something because they're like, Hey, it's 95% effective. And like, we, like we think it's good enough to start giving it to people. Yeah. Just, a, just an emergency just because approval of, for the vaccine. Because Yeah. Because of how like dire the situation is. Yeah. Um, and excuse me. Um, but just because like, it's going to take a while for that. Not everyone's going to get it. It's going to take a while for the distribution of that one, let alone, like, a more nailed-down one. It's going to take even longer. So, it's just, it is refreshing to see them kind of, like, doing this, to me, really shows, like, care for the consumer a little bit. And I'm not about to go on a big soapbox of it, but, you know... Movie studios are big, giant, multi-billion dollar, million dollar, whatever, corporations. It finally seems like they went, you know what? Let's just give them the product they want and take the money they're saying they'll give us for it. Because some money that you definitely have is better than no money that you might have. Like, I like it, obviously. I do, I do too. And I, and I get this is a big domino and it's going to have big changes in the, in the world of media and movie consumption and stuff like that good because it frankly it's gotten stale and it needs to change i think it's interesting that i don't know part of me what part of me has this cynical thought where they're um trying to put on this perception of like oh look at us we're just going to give it to the people you know and it'll still be in theaters so it's the best of both worlds where but Dude, also, I'm much more pessimistic than you but, are, and I understand that, but at the same time, like, dude, they've had this opportunity for seven months now, eight months now. They're not, I don't really think it's them just being like, ooh, look at us, we care about you. I really think it is just like, you know what, putting up this fight is just stupid at this point. Well, they also are doing this instead of, like, doing just premium on demand. Like, the premium... Well, also, not to be rude, HBO Max, you gotta put something on there to entice people to want it. Like, uh, I don't they... have it. Here's... The... Okay, shut up. What I'm getting at is people like me, not like you. <laughs> I find it to be a spectacular service. Please give us... Well, let me... Please let give me, us some ad me... money. <laughs> let, me bre- let me break it to you this way. 
I don't have it. I'm 95% sure I'm going to have it to watch Wonder Woman. Dude, it is, oh, man. Send a file. Wor- like- don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I know it's worth it. And also, I have a, okay, random. Can you watch Hard Knocks on it? Yes. Can you watch Hard Knocks as it's happening on it? Yes, yes. Can you watch, like, archived episodes of past seasons on it? I don't do that, so I don't know. I haven't looked. Oh, I really want it then. <laughs> Man. I like Hard Knocks. I, f- I find Hard Knocks fascinating. I, I love watching, like, the episodes from, like, 08, 09, and you're like, dude, you remember when that guy people thought was going to be insane? Or, like, like the honestly, one of the best, one of the best episodes of Hard, or seasons of Hard Knocks is when they're with the Jets. Because do you remember how that team was supposed to break the AFC East? And then it's like, yeah, it lasted two years. I... <laughs> like, it worked for two years. I I vaguely remember it. I think that was, like, I've seen more clips of it than that I didn't watch until, like, I think it was the Bengals in, like, 2014 or 15. That one was, uh, oh, I was going to say the one... The Bengals uh, in, like, 08, 09 is a really good season, too. Oh, yeah. No, that would have been Palmer. I definitely didn't watch that one. I watched one. I watched, I watched the Palmer one a lot. That one's pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, no, I don't re-watch them. I I use HBO Max for – I just watched my dinner with Andre not that long ago. I watched South Park on it multiple times. I Oh, yeah. South Park's on that? Then, yeah, I really want it. I rewatched. How much is it a month? Uh, Like, 14, I think maybe nine i don't remember i have it i i have it through um i think verizon i can't remember how much it is off but anyway we're getting way 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 off uh back to what i was saying with um what i think warner brothers was doing with this was part of me was like i said like it's just a theory it's probably wrong but the them thinking like oh well 15 bucks a month and you can bet your ass i'm getting it soon uh, finally there's so many movies we could do for the show on it <laughs> Um, but anyway, the, um, I had that initial thought, but then there's also, um, okay. I got not to distract one last question. I promise I'll get off it as soon as you answer this. Is that the one you said isn't working on Roku? Oh, that's an update that I can, uh, that I can wrap this up with. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for that coming to Roku. It's not, if I wanted to use it, I'd have to run it off my PlayStation four though. Yes, you can do it off Doable. Your... I can do that. Yeah, uh, well, screw it. I might as well just say it. They made a deal with Amazon Fire Stick, so Amazon can now stream it. Roku is still holding out, but it's been rumored that because of Fire Stick and the Wonder Woman announcement that Roku and or... They are H- about to cave. They will lose so much money if they don't cave. Roku or HBO, I don't know who. It's probably going to be Roku being the cave, let's say, but somebody's going to give, give and say, okay, we we're, we have to make this deal happen. So, yeah, thank you, Amazon and Wonder Woman, for getting us ever closer to Roku finally having HBO Max. But anyway, I the fact that you have to remember that Warner Brothers and HBO are owned both by Time Warner. So I don't have to remember anything. They just go with this. They they're owned by the same company, so they can work out something that maximizes the revenue for the money, just kind of working within that umbrella. So what I part of me, I don't really know the nitty gritties of it, but like doing this instead of just like your normal, like going to $20 on demand or whatever and you get to get the perception of like, oh, they're just giving it to us, and all we have to do is pay the 
15 bucks a month for HBO Max. Like, it's going to be interesting to see, like, if if they release any numbers. Like, we'll we'll see what the, the theatrical money will be. I, I'm sure it'll only be, like, $10 million at the max, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting, like, a month or so down the line to see, like, if they do split it between streaming revenue and theatrical revenue, like how much money Wonder Woman actually made. And like, if they feel like it was worth it doing this way, instead of just holding out for this believed sum of money that they could get by holding out past the coronavirus. <laughs> looking up deals or looking up news on HBO max and Roku. One of the top, this was a day ago was Roku stock spikes on report of a deal for HBO max. Yeah, it's it's not set in stone yet. They didn't put pen to paper, but because again of Wonder Woman and Amazon making a deal with HBO Max, they're supposedly going to have a deal with Roku any day now. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, do you have any? Do you have anything else you want to add to the Wonder Woman making this massive, massive announcement? Um, no, other other than just my initial reaction of I think it's good, I think it's a good step in ter- in terms of stuff that people like me have been clamoring for, which is just, dude, let me just watch new movies at my house and figure out a way to charge me for it, because I'll pay you. Right. I figure out, figure out a subscription service, figure out a per movie service, figure out something, because just sitting, sitting idly by is not a good enough excuse anymore. Yeah. We can't leave our house. I'm just happy that I can officially take the question mark off of Wonder Woman on the calendar because I had it with a question. I will, f- I will for sure get H. Actually, like once we get off, I saw that you get a week free trial, so I'm probably gonna sign up for it. Like once we're done recording. Sweet. Oh, it's oh my god, it's such a great service. I mean, I'm sure you'll find stuff that I. You're gonna find something on it. I think it's an amazing service personally, but uh, yeah, this is not a free ad read, so. <laughs> Write up your check, HBO Max. We're waiting. Uh, yeah, chop, chop. <laughs> you too, Olive Garden. <laughs> the amount of publicity I've given you in the past calendar year. Good God. <laughs> uh, anyway, as I we... I kept o- you open through COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> we always like to close this... I'm kidding, by the way. I don't really have that big of an ego. <laughs> an ego as big as endless breadsticks. Uh. <laughs> as big as the calorie count in endless breadsticks. <laughs> Anyway, we always like to close out this segment with trailer talk. Uh, We have three trailers that we can rattle off our thoughts on pretty quickly. Uh, The first one that I have listed is uh, Tom and Jerry the movie. This looks horrible. Sorry, I couldn't even wait. This looks terrible. uh, It stars uh, Chloe Grace Grace Moretz in this trailer. I swear to God, (laughs) she looks so disengaged. Like this, everyone in this movie trailer looks like they're reacting to someone. Be like, "All right, look down to your left. Look, kind of mid range to your right. Look up to the right. Look, look behind you. Now look left again." Like they just—they're like, "Uh, uh, 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 uh." And I realize you can't see my head making the movements, but dude, it's so. Everyone looks so disengaged. I my hopes aren't that high this, for it either. This screams the live action Rocky and Bowwinkle movie to me, or the Woody the Woodpecker movie, or Sonic. This is, yeah, this is not going to be great. Just Tom and Jerry's antics just happening to be in the city, New York City. I, it's, it's going to be what it is. It's a kid's movie. We're probably not even going to cover it on the show. It just. We will. I guarantee you we will because there'll be nothing coming out at the time it does. This screams January dump movie. Oh, I actually don't have the date in front of me. Uh, I thought it was coming out in March. It may be coming out in uh, January though. Let me. Dude, March is going to be the January dump (laughs) Once everything clears up, Tom 
and Jerry. I'm already looking at 2021. March 21. March 2021. Yeah. God, this looks terrible. Don't make them talk. The, oh no no no! Thank God, they're just having them do their like their like the the squeaks and whatever. But I, it, I don't know. My bar's not. It it just looks like another kids movie with just goofy antics. It's just gonna be there for the kids. Like if they. I don't know if our generation of kids even know, like, or care what Tom and Jerry is. Maybe this is just going to open their eyes to, like, go back and watch the show and, like, hey, I mean, that'd be cool. Like, Tom and Jerry's old cartoons are cool, but I don't know. This looks like, I don't know. My, I'm not expecting anything from this. It just looks silly and dumb in the wrong way. It looks so horrible. Yeah, it's... The animation doesn't look bad, though. Like, it's kind of neat. I will give it this compliment. It's not just, like an anthropomorphized cat and mouse. Like, it looks like the 2D cartoon with just a hair of 3D shading. Like, you can see levels and, like, a little bit of a third dimension to it, but the 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 the, the coloring and the shape, like, it look they still look like their cartoon selves. So, I mean, from a visual uh, effects perspective, I mean, the character designs actually look kind of good, I think. I'm not looking forward to this in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I like that you're the, the only the only the only redeeming quality. I like Chloe Grace Moretz. Eh, That's it. And the re- and the reason fine. I like her is because she was the star of the first movie we ever reviewed, and it just like gives me nostalgic feels. And I know that was a year ago, but like, eh, she's fine. I yeah, she hasn't blown me away with anything yet. But oh, me either. I'm just saying. Like I I'm like oh Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, the first movie we reviewed. That's the extent of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. I just think the CG looks neat, but everything else, like, is... <laughs> I just think it's neat. I think they're neat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the the next trailer is uh, the new film from Doug Lehman. It stars Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. Chaos Walking. Oh, and also my man crush Mads Mikkelsen is in this as well. Uh, <laughs> couldn't forget Sam's that. Sam's got a trip to Olive Garden planned. <laughs> Uh, yes, Chaos Walking. Except with, except with Mads Mikkelsen, he's richer. He's got more expensive taste, so Johnny Carino's. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> oh, nice. That's funny. Uh, but, yeah, I... I don't know. This trailer looks really, really weird. I... I'm... It's not quite teen dystopian, but it's still, like, a dystopian thriller. Like, uh, it's got an interesting idea with, like okay, all the women are gone, and the guys, all their thoughts are just projected out in the open for whatever reason. This just screams, I saw what women want, but I want to take it seriously. Yeah, it's what it's it's kind of like that, but like a dystopian thriller kind of spin on it. I I don't know. I, I'm just kind of going off of the star power, and I love Doug Lehman. He did a Live, Die, Repeat, and um, a couple other really, really good movies. Uh so I watched the trailer, and I thought it looked bad, and then you told me about the history of this movie, Yeah, that's... and now I've got an even lower expectation. Yeah, that's the only big red flag I have for this movie, is that, um, for those of you that don't know, this was filmed in 2017, and the test audience reaction to the initial cut of it was so terrible, they apparently had to redo a good majority of this movie, but because in 2018... Daisy was shooting Star Wars Episode Nine, and Tom was shooting Spider-Man 2. Uh, they had to delay shooting until, like, right at the end slash start of, uh, like, that 2019-2020. Like, it was a massive, like, massive delay. 
So now three years after principal photography, we're finally getting the movie. It's not straight to video, so I mean, there's a little bit of hope that there's actually some quality to it. But at the same time, Dude, what is up with Tom Holland's accent in this? I didn't hear an accent. I don't. I I, I saw your text and I watched the trailer and I I didn't pick up an accent. He sounds he sounds like, hey, go for American, but tweak it a little bit. I. Maybe I need to watch it again. I didn't hear an accent, though. I, The thing that was weird to me was, like, the voice that they have for the um, the thoughts. Like, I mean, it was kind of cool, but it was also kind of weird that it was, like, kind of, like, uh, repetitive and sporadic. And, like, you know what I'm saying? It was just, like, protect the girl, protect the girl, protect the girl, protect the girl. Like, I don't know. It was, yeah. was kind of cool, but kind of weird at the same time. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm intrigued. I think it's an interesting idea. Like, just first impression like if you just a pitch basically of just like okay so this girl crashes on a planet but there's no girls and all the guys you hear their thoughts but then aliens are coming and then like okay 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 that's enough like make your way the way you said interesting idea made me think you're like i think it's a i just think it's a neat idea i don't want to judge it too harshly yet i mean it's it's not a bad trailer like it looks like it's gonna have some decent action in it and i like the stars in it and like i said doug layman's a great director so i but yeah no you can't not ignore the fact that this movie was technically filmed three years ago and then reshot last year like that's not a good sign typically (laughs) yeah it just i i've got really low expectations yeah it's uh, well we'll see uh Speaking of which, another project that you have low expectations for, uh, we got a new black and white trailer for Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Uh, this trailer had maybe like two or three new couple second shots that were in it. Uh, you could see Steppenwolf. They were like, put more texturing on him. Yeah, Steppenwolf was in it. And uh, there was another shot of like Wonder Woman's uh, what, whoever trained her. Uh, there was a new shot of Ray Fisher watching people playing football. Um but the, the, the fact that it was black and white, really, I looked it up, and th- Zack Snyder has said on record, because he's been going on a lot of interviews lately. I don't know why. The movie's not out yet, but... To promote this? I, we're still so far out. Why is he doing press? It just That, that seems weird to me, but... Because he's so full of himself? I, oh, calm down. He's not bad. He... <laughs> Sorry for people that hear that random audio. Ding! I'd smack my beer on my microphone. <laughs> Still, still, still getting used to the boom arm. I found uh, Zach on record saying that ideally, not just uh, would he like to show Justice League in that one six six ratio, where like it doesn't quite stretch out all the way to the side of the screen, but he'd also ideally like to present this in black why, and white. Why? Why? Why would you be like I gotta show it one six six? Other than to just be a douche. Well, that's the way it technically Just is captured film in the camera. The stupid movie. That's that's the way it's captured in the camera. They they actually like stretch it and blow it up just a little bit to make it fit the one seven eight. Like that's technically how it happens. Well, technically, I don't care. Just make it fit the freaking screen. <laughs> well, then he- I'm really I'm really tired of hearing about this movie. So it doesn't make you angry, also, that he wants to present it to people in black and white. Don't care. Just get the stupid thing out so we can stop talking about it at this point. I would care more if this was something I liked and they're like, we actually think we can improve it by giving you the original vision of the director. But again, 
I don't remember anything of this movie, and I've seen it three times. But the, it's not going to be the same movie. I There's another friend. Yeah, that's not, what I'm getting at. I don't remember anything of what it was originally. Why should I be excited when you're like, hey, six years later, we figured out how to make this up to you. You didn't deliver in the beginning, and frankly, that's what I care about. I've moved on to bigger and better things. But there's this is such a different situation. This is such a different... No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a different situation. It's literally them trying to make it up to us. After, after having tried to reboot this series because the universe didn't work the first time, and they're trying to do a soft reboot without resetting everything... This is their attempt to be like, you know what? What if we made the thing that was supposed to be like the biggest catalyst to this? What if we made it not totally suck? Well, is yeah, this... you're six. You're six years too late, DC. Well, it's not six years. This didn't come out in 2014, but the... oh, I thought it was 2014. Whatever, like, dude, I'm I'm just so tired of hearing about the Snyder Cut. Just get the damn thing out. So that we, we can talk about it. I can be proven wrong be like, actually, it's pretty enjoyable and I had a good time. And then I can just forget that it exists in two weeks. I can't wait for you to just be like, Dan, I I think this is the best movie of the year. Like, <laughs> I, I can guarantee you I will not. Oh, no, I'm sure it's not. No, I'm sure I'm not. I'm not. Here's, here's the thing. Remember how my enjoyment is weighed into this? I'm going to factor in my enjoyment of having to listen to this crap for two years. It's gonna, not going to take two years to come out. It's it's going to be out. It was this year and next year that it's being made. It's going to... it's They're they're probably super close to being finished filming. I wouldn't be surprised if this came out, like, in, uh like, May or maybe June. I'm sure this is going to be a late spring or early summer release. Based on yeah. what I've read about, like, uh, filming progress and the CGI happening at the same time. But I... I'm I'm still excited for it. I'm glad that Warner Brothers is saying, "Yo, Zack Snyder, like clearly there's an audience that wanted you that wants you to be able to finish what you started given your your tragedy that happened." And there are people that love this uh brand, this franchise. Like I don't I don't know actually for certain if this is supposed to be like if they're going to retcon this into canon, like if this actually is going to erase the Jaws Whedon cut, but um, especially the fact that they've kind of said in Aquaman and Wonder Woman 84 that, like, they kind of set the tone for where DC's going now. So that's going to be kind of weird if that's the case. But I don't know. I still I still commend Warner Brothers for actually deciding, you know what? Even though we're already $300 million in the hole, like, just for artistic integrity, like, here you go, Zach. It wasn't your fault what Can happened. Can you imagine having that much money to piss away? <laughs> Well, that's what studios do. Like, half the time, movies don't make money. Like, I mean, when you think about it, a lot more movies fail than actually make it. It's the ones that make it that make up for the, the ones that fail. Like, I know, but you always hear about the joke where they're like, uh, people are like, they, it's been years and they still haven't answered why the military spent like $1,240 on a cup of coffee. Oh, right. <laughs> like, can, you, can you just imagine having that blank of a check you could write where it's like, dude, just whatever, just get it done. Like, Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say, though, is that I'm not... I'm not advocating for Zach to release in black and white. I, I release both. Frankly, I don't want to watch it in black and white. When it, when it comes to superheroes, I don't want to watch them in black and white. Like if that's like it's not the mist where like it's a horror movie and the black and white kind of adds to the horror mystique of it. But I I don't know if he does release both of them. Cool, like you got both options. I'm gonna pick the color. Like I just I don't know. I'm I gonna say, I'm gonna be picky. Release release both but make it kind of gimmicky in the black and white version like it's a bird it's playing oh my god it's superman and he's back from the dead and then oh my god it's batman and he's 
Jito kicking Alfred's chest through his back. Are you saying you want the, the cast of, like, The Wizard of Oz to be... <laughs> to... I'm saying I want to watch Batman commit physical assault on a man that is elderly. Okay, That's then. what I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess with that, uh, that is everything we got for this news segment. So, with that, we're going to take a very brief break and then remind you guys what we got coming up for our film reviews. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Our first review of the week is not. You're gonna need the beer this time. Yes, you will. You will need a tall boy and then some. Uh, to get through this pile of garbage. Yes. Uh, By the way, I'm about to pick another freaking roommate because of this movie. Just so you know. <laughs> We'll let the listeners decide if you mean me or your wife. Uh. <laughs> no, I mean another movie like The Roommate, not actual person I live with. Oh! <laughs> this movie this movie sucks so bad, I'm combining it like uh, as bad as the four straight weeks where it's like, I gotta get Dan back. You know what, this time, yeah, you, I freaking, you owe me one. The rest of this show is just gonna be retaliation until we stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Brownie Points Guide to Revenge! <laughs> Well, anyway, listeners, uh, our first movie is not a new movie. Uh, again, we just we're not going to the theaters for a little bit, so uh, I decided to pick the 2015 masterpiece, Knock Knock. It's been trending on Netflix, and I just needed to know what Nick thought of it. Uh, it is directed by Eli Roth, and it is written by Mr. Roth, along with Nicholas Lopez and Guillermo Ameto and uh, Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> its story credit is to anthony overman and michael roland ross the film itself itself stars three main stars the one the only world the world's favorite human being keanu reeves along with lorenza Izo and anna de armas who we last saw last year a year ago actually uh, actually almost a year ago on the dot uh <laughs> back in uh, knives out and this is her first English language role, surprisingly. Which one was she? She was Belle. Which, the blonde one or the dark-haired one? The blonde one. Wow. I, ooh. Yeah, and she okay. was... Do you remember? She, I thought she was unbelievably insufferable in the most annoying part of the movie. Yeah, she was the um, she was the caretaker in, in Knives Out. In this, out. not Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was also the android. Uh, she was Ryan Reynolds' uh, android in Blade Runner 2049. If you Ryan Reynolds, Ryan. Oh, Gosling, Gosling. <laughs> I was like, I didn't really like that movie. I would have definitely remembered if Ryan Reynolds was in it. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds has Blade Runner. That'd be great. <laughs> Look at me I'm running on blades. I also sound like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so anyway, knock, knock. Uh, we always like to start our reviews with a quick hot take. Uh I last saw this back in 2016. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, this movie got a very limited theatrical release in the winter of 2015 and then went more or less straight to streaming after that. I saw it on Amazon Prime. It was one of the last movies I watched before I moved to New York. 
And I only remember that because of the timestamp I have on some clips I have on my phone that I saved because I found this movie so laughably stupid back then. And in that regard, this movie held up perfectly, uh, if not even more so. I Because, oh, this is this was insufferable to watch. I, I did it for you because you're my brother. I love you. And I wanted to know what you thought of this terrible movie. And for me, it was just as bad, if not worse than the first time. Keanu Reeves is atrocious in this movie. I want to dissect with you what you think he was directed to do with this movie. Uh, Eli Roth's idea for this just it was so misguided. Did he want it to be a sexy thriller? Did he want it to be a pitch black comedy? It's not really sinister. It's not really funny. It just kind of just falls flat in every regard. Uh, Lorenza and Anna are terrible. They're they're not menacing or in, in any way. They're just extremely annoying. And then the the... God, the dialogue that they have between Eli, Nicholas, and Guillermo. Good God, three writers and this is the best dialogue that you can come up with? Uh, I I can't think of one positive thing to say about this movie. It's, it's just ugly and stupid and just annoying in all the ways a movie like this. You would want it to be effective. It just doesn't work in any conceivable way whatsoever. And, like, the fact that I'm this emotionally tormented by this. Like, I feel like the last time I was this angry at a movie was Sleepaway Camp. Like, because The Roommate last week, I was just bored. It, it was a bad movie, but I was just bored watching it. Like, it didn't really rile me up like Knock Knock did. And it just... Oh, man. I I don't want to... I always say this, but I, I try not to be hyperbolic. But this is, this is very much up there in the top five worst films that we've seen for the show. I... I've, I picked it just for you, so I'll shut up. Please, Nick, now that you've actually watched the movie and not just someone else talk about it, what is your hot take on this movie? Thank you for picking this fucking piece of f- movie. <laughs> I hate this thing. I'm writing that. You might have to censor 30 straight seconds. Yeah, no, I'm definitely censoring everything that just happened. <laughs> Lots of swears <laughs> um yeah but anyway and there we go um <laughs> i hated this movie um i had seen of eli roth i know i had seen um hostile hostile green inferno most of uh cabin fever and hostile too I had not seen a lot of his work, but I knew from those have your expectations low. Do you remember um, that he was the Jew Bear in uh in Glorious Bastards? Yeah, because you mentioned it like every time the guy's name's brought up. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> I just know you love that movie. I just wanted to remind you that he actually like acts every now and then instead of just directs. I don't know if it's mentioned whenever we had James on the show, but I know James said that he wanted to do uh Inglorious Bastards. And if someone wants to listen to that review again, see if Dan mentions it then. Um, <laughs> I, I probably did. I think you say it like as you're like pooping. Yeah, because I like to tape in. <laughs> I made my my bathroom my office. <laughs> um, but uh, I hate this movie. Um, the acting is just like some of the worst I think we've ever seen for the movie, especially given like. Keanu Reeves, I don't know, like, 
if he's one of those actors that is very dependent on the direction given, I don't know if he just didn't care. I don't know if like he wasn't fully comfortable with his lines before they had him say them. Like, I don't know what it is. Uh, none of his delivery on anything is believable. Um, I now get where the one meme of Keanu Reeves's head sticking out of the ground comes from. So thanks. Um, that's that's a great meme. That me that meme has been going around like recently, and I'm glad. Thank so thank you Netflix for at least giving us that. Yeah, thanks. Um, I give this our lowest rating. I give it a cookie. This movie is just so stupid. It's so stupid. There's so many times where this could have just ended or not happened at all. Um, yeah, I'm but, I'm right there with you. I uh, I neglected to say it before, but on our rating scale, a contender for best film of the year is a movie so good you get a brownie full of icing sprinkles and all the fixings on top of it pretty good movie overall is a full pan of brownies a so so 50 50 is a half pan of brownies a pretty bad movie overall is a single brownie and then a movie like knock knock that is objectively one of the worst films that we have seen in the history of brownie points guide to cinema is a movie so bad you don't even get a brownie you get a cookie full of raisins i give this a baker's dozen of raisin cookies this movie is so bad this is on like I I can't emphasize enough the limited exposure I've had to Eli Roth and how bad of a director I think he is. Oh, so, um, oh same. I I've only seen Hostel in the Green Inferno in this. I've 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 only seen clips of uh Cabin Fever. I haven't watched it all the way through, but I, I said it before, I think it was off mic, that if I had to pick between watching an, uh, an Eli Roth movie or an M. Night Shyamalan movie, I would pick M. Night Shyamalan in a heartbeat. What about uh, watch an Eli Roth movie or get shot? It depends where I get shot. <laughs> you don't get a heads up. That's part of the choice. You have no idea where you're going to get shot, if you're going to survive, or you could watch an Eli Roth movie. How many of my organs are vital again? Versus not. What's that ratio? <laughs> Three. <laughs> Wait, wasn't the answer to everything on the internet 42 a couple years ago? That was that was from the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I thought. Um, I actually, so, um, I, the most exposure I had was Hostel 1. I've seen a lot, I've seen that movie a couple times, like two or three. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, here, okay, here's the thing I want to put out there. That, it, to me, is, like, his best work. And the reason I say that is because I laughed my ass off watching that movie. It got something out of me. I, um, I'm i glad you, at least, inad or, what's the right way to phrase this? You unintentionally enjoyed it, I guess? Because that's more than I got out of it. I thought it was dude, painfully it's awful. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's... It's such a stupid story, stupid concept, stupid acting, stupid uh, effects, stupid everything. That movie's hilarious. This movie was just unbelievably boring um, and also really frustrating. Like, the room, it's funny. Like, you compare this to The Roommate. Like, The Roommate is terrible because it has no stakes. This one is terrible, but it has stakes. This guy's marriage could end. He could die. Um, it could ruin his life. Stuff like that. Uh, why it's terrible is none of the acting is believable. The situation is not believable. Um, 
did I mention that the acting is terrible? Because, oh my God, I have so many notes of just lines not working, especially out of Keanu Reeves' mouth. Oh, dude, um, half, of the, half of the dialogue in this movie is so either cringing, cringeworthingly bad. Like, I just, this is not the way that normal people would talk if they were put in the same situation like this. Or it is unintentionally the, some of the like, funniest dialogue it, we've seen. It it starts off with bad dialogue when he's like, "Oh, chocolate cake with icing and sprinkles." Monster my favorite. <laughs> Monster. Like, I literally, I literally, my my. Okay, here's my first two notes. If I know where this is going, his wife is about to, uh, about to. Oh, okay. Hang on a minute. I typoed. Um, I was say, did, how bad was the grammar in this? <laughs> what it says is, I'd I know where this is going. This wife's about dough, so he can get revenge. LOL. What I meant is, if I know where this is going, this wife's about to die, so he can get revenge. LOL. That would be um, a much more interesting movie than what we got. I <laughs> followed followed by holy dude, you sounded so threatening. Chocolate with icing and sprinkles, my favorites. His kids are walking but don't punch your kids dude his kids when they walked in and they're like happy father's day daddy i oh my god these kids are terrible in this movie like i don't want to well to, i don't want to talk to, down to, to kids jump, that much but jesus christ these kids were terrible to, to jump to the end uh, this is stealing something from stone gremlin productions but i was just waiting for it to happen was when his son walks in and he's like daddy had a party and then Ugh. in the stone in the midnight review of the stone gremlin productions midnight screenings they like party kid and i just thought of it because i know in cabin fever there's party cop where the guy is like you guys gonna party oh i bet you've been doing a bunch of partying you could party down there i bet there's people partying over there like the cop that just keeps saying the word party i just was like that kid grows up to be party cop dude in the eli rothiverse Dude, okay, so let's, I mean, not necessarily... Which is just going to smell like, it's its just going to smell like Axe body spray, and it's going to have freaking <laughs> uh, Oakley sunglasses. It's going to have uh, mesh trucker hats that are slightly cocked to the right, but with a curved bill. It's going to have a guy that is constantly wearing shorts, and you can't tell if they're gym shorts or swim trunks, and, a, and he's in a cutoff t-shirt. By the way, I think very low of Eli Roth or anyone that absolutely loves all of his movies. I think you're a huge douche. Well, his name is Kyle, too. I... You are the Chicago of humans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. We gotta. By the I... way, I'm joking. Everybody, calm down. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta talk a little bit about like how the setup of this movie is like because bad. I... It's bad. I'm. It's bad. That's what it is. It's bad. It is. But we got. Let's let's peel the, the layers back a little bit because. It starts out, it's an architect and his artist wife, and his artist wife just published a book, and... First first of all, an architect and an artist, are you trying to starve if, if, like, people don't have frivolous money to spend? Well, they're clearly successful. Not one one person is, like, a banker or an engineer or, like, an auto mechanic or, like, you both went for artsy jobs. You could be successful in any business, and that's not the point. Like, these two, obviously... No, what I'm getting at is, if poop hits the fan, and there's a recession, like, those can happen, it's it, some people may not want to buy art. Some people may not want to make architecture-type stuff. People are going to need to have their cars fixed or their computers fixed. 
or kids are going to need taught in school, throwing it out there. Okay, well, there. <laughs> I get the point you're trying to say, but okay, so it's the architect and and the and the the artist wife. Uh, By the way, I really hate this movie. If that if you're if you love or know people that are in a relationship like that, I, that's not a shot at them. It's mainly I can't stand this movie and I hate Eli Roth. <laughs> they. Uh, By the way, did you know this movie's a remake? Really quick. Yeah, that, I was. I have a little bit of trivia, but I was actually saving that. Yeah, it's a remake of uh, Death Game from '77. Yeah, I, I wonder if that movie's any better because it can't be worse. Well, uh, Colleen Camp uh, was one of the girls uh, who was tormenting the guy in that movie. She plays the therapist that comes over. <laughs> that stupid lady. Oh my god, I I did laugh at I did laugh at that part. Like I don't know if it was intentional to be that awkwardly funny. Like maybe this is one positive thing that I can give for the movie. But I did laugh at when she's just like, oh well, I'm I'm so appalled. But it's your life. It's your life. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, but anyway, uh, so uh, it's Father's Day weekend in L.A. and everybody and their mother, which is confirmed in the ending that everybody in this neighborhood is going off to the beach so many miles away, except for Keanu Reeves, who's got a work project, even though it's Father's Day. Kids in the family are going to go off anyway. So He's staying home. He's going to smoke some wet. He's going to draw. He's got a three-day print. And then he's going to have his life ruined and get stabbed in the shoulder with a fork. Well, dude, we've. Oh, I, I'm sure you will, if not already, run into this. And I ran into it before. Uh, where You've been stabbed in the shoulder with a fork? No, no. Where uh, the, the wife is out and you got some time to yourself. You just turn on some music, get inebriated a little bit. And then just kind of do your thing. Like I can. Ad- I am outraged. You think I would put anything into my body that would alter my state of mind? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my fear? <laughs> Hang on a second. Oh. And another thing. That sounded like a slop. That sounded like a sloppy sip. <laughs> yeah, that's my second. <laughs> so anyway, he's. So, I understand where he's coming from, like, here, like, and then before the wife leaves, he wants to have sex with her, but, like, oh, no, we can't right now with the kids here, and, oh, monster. Can I I be honest with you? As terrible as Eli Roth's writing is in this movie, I'm glad that he realizes that a mother and father wouldn't intentionally have sex in front of their children. But monster hasn't had attention in three weeks. (laughs) Monster wants endless soup and... uh, Salad, breadstick. <laughs> Monster hasn't been to Olive Garden in three weeks. <laughs> Monster will have to use gift certificate. Monster desperate. Monster gonna go to Fazoli's. <laughs> Monster didn't say that. Didn't say yet. Keep putting on the parmesan. <laughs> have you ever actually done that long enough that like you looked in the eyes of the guy grinding the parmesan cheese and you and you just see that he's disappointed in this total stranger? Never, no. I do it like every time I go there. <laughs> I put a lot of Parmesan on mine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? If you just want to set the block on it and then go get another and grind that one up, we'll it'll be quicker. <laughs> uh, I almost forgot where I was. Okay. Anyway, so uh, we know this guy hasn't been laid forever, <laughs> but he's by himself. He's smoking some weed. He's doing his work. And then you can't say he's smoking weed. He's he didn't he didn't actually get it lit. He put it in a pipe and he went to light it. And then ding dong, the bitch is dead. Slash here, dude. I I wish 
that the movie at that point did just like a smash cut. And no, I wish the movie like edited it a little differently so it like implied that like he lit it, but we didn't just but we didn't like see it or like do some sort of like kind of hint that like maybe this was the moment where he's now in a a dream state, but we don't know it until the end. Like, I wish this was the start of, like, a bad dream, and then he wakes up, and then he 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 learns to appreciate his family, like a a weird, twisted, kind of like a Christmas carol, where, like... Well, he'd he'd have to, like, in order to have, like, that crazy of a trip, he'd have to, like, have, like, a Juicy Lucy or something, where, like, he dipped it in, like, cough syrup. By the... uh, People listening, don't do what I just said. Do not do that. Well, yeah, obviously, I mean, it would it, it would be exaggerating the wine and weed combo, which would be equally or, stupid. But Or he mixed it with, like, PCP or something. Also, again, don't do that, people. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying that, like, I wish that, like, the movie decided to, like, make a twist. Like, it, it would have been still stupid, but it would have been more... You know what I would have loved if he would have done in that moment was light his head on fire and then die, because then the movie would end. <laughs> <laughs> so he he didn't like this he didn't like the weed but his door knocks and then this is when Anna Armis and uh uh Lorenza show up and uh one bit of trivia that I want to throw out there just so you have this in the back of your mind as we talk about other moments <laughs> other glorious scenes in this movie did you know that Eli Roth was married to Lorenzo yeah yeah there's a guy I work with uh, I talk about movies a lot um and I told, like, he was talking to somebody about Knock Knock before you picked it. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Dan's been th- talking about picking that movie for a couple weeks. And then you picked it. And I was like, Dan picked it. And he goes, boy, you guys are just gluttons for punishment, aren't you? These past two um, weeks, yeah. <laughs> and, and he followed He followed it up. He, goes, he's like, he asked me, he's like, why would you pick The Roommate? And I was like, oh, it's strictly out of spite. Like, I want Dan to suffer. And he goes, well, I mean, at least you're honest, I guess. That's weird. Um, <laughs> Who's this awesome listener, by the way? <laughs> He actually doesn't listen. We talk movies so much at work. He's like, I don't need to listen to your podcast because we have them. And I was like, okay. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> uh, uh, but so then I was like, yeah, Dan picked Knock Knock. And he goes, oh, did you know that uh, uh, Eli Roth dated the the dark-haired girl in that movie? And I was like, oh. And he's like, also, Dan's going to mention for the 17th time that he played the one guy in Inglorious Bastards. His name is Chew Bear. <laughs> But no, Lorenzo and him were married. They got married the year before this came out. I think they started dating while they were filming this in uh, 2014, and they actually just got divorced uh, last year. Uh, they filed. I can't say I blame her. They filed for divorce in uh, it says here August 2018, and then they finalized it in uh, I think July of 2019. Wow. But uh, but yeah, they're not together anymore. But they were married for the past or at that for. Those what six years, four plus nine. Yeah, they were they were married during that time span. Uh, so I thought I just thought that was funny, especially the fact that he filmed his wife naked banging uh, Keanu Reeves. I thought that was pretty funny. Like when I realized that after the fact. <laughs> I have no comment. This movie sucks. Like that. That's not even funny or interesting to me. That's how much this movie sucks. Seriously, you don't find any kind of intrigue into like, oh, that's my wife having a threesome at Olive Garden with one of the most beautiful Cuban actresses ever, or at least right now, and Neo the One. Like, <laughs> no. This movie, this movie, this movie sucked so much that it made 
sex scenes not interesting like i'm not even kidding you <laughs> like w- okay we'll get to that scene later but like when it starts happening like i'm not kidding you i'm as annoyed as counter reeves where he's like jesus christ just like put your clothes on and get out of my house i was like put your clothes on and get out of the movie okay that's a good segue into what i want to talk about was before the three-way was the uh, everything that they were talking about beforehand just like how kind of blunt like there's this is why I wish it was part of a dream sequence because nobody in their right mind would talk like this like they're coming on so strong they're talking so explicitly there's nothing sly or anything remotely nuanced in the way they're talking they're just like it's like when a five-year-old really wants like the PlayStation 5 for like Christmas or something and they're trying to hint it to you but they're just like hey Tommy got a PlayStation 5 I should get three like it's not subtle, creative, nuanced, nothing. It's you just, know, hey, what's it, the point? Is the point. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use that girl voice that we always like to use, the you know, it's human instinct to not be monogamous. So I'm only twenty but and I love three ways. And I wanna do that now when I'm young enough. It's not in our nature to be monogamous. That's why I try and cram as many penises into all my holes as possible. <laughs> oh my god, you used to be a DJ? That's so hot. I... Oh my god, you used to be a DJ? That's so crazy. My favorite letters are BJ. <laughs> There's nothing, like, there's nothing remotely... She talks about having sex so much, you would think... I actually (laughs) re-listened... I re-listened to some uh, old episodes this week just to, like, listen to the audio quality before we had our nice microphones, and I just want to apologize to our listeners. Sorry we put you up to that for so long. Um, But there's one where, like... Uh, I was, I think it was when I told the Olive Garden story for the first time. Oh, back in Sonic? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if it was Sonic. Oh, no, it was was Sonic. It was Sonic because of the Olive Garden gift card scene in that movie. Well, it was, whatever it was, it was the one where it's like the, when you, Olive Garden, when you're here, you've got a penis in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. This, these girls talk about sex so much, so not subtly, and in such detail you would think there is a penis in them 24-7. There, it is insane. It is. There is. It's supposed to be like this sexy, sly, kind of seductive, like, oh, well, all girls are enticed, but you wouldn't be interested in that, would you, Mr. Married Man? But it's even less subtle than that. It's really obnoxious. The, the other thing, too, it's you said it's supposed to be sly and sexy and everything. I mean... If you just hit puberty and the word fart makes you laugh, yeah, you're probably going to be like, oh, my God, in that scene. If Keanu Reeves had a realistic... If you're literally a day older than that, it's not going to be, like, that great. If Keanu Reeves had any kind of realistic reaction, like, in this moment versus the rest of the movie, which, relatively speaking, he kind of sort of does, kind of, but in this part of the movie, if he actually was that good a husband, he would have immediately just been like, uh, I think your clothes are dry enough. Here you go. Get out of my house. Like, because the rest of the movie. <laughs> By the way, really quick. Can I just read some of my favorite, like, early notes? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> when Counter Reeves is asking his kid, did you pack a gun or a bomb? It's like, father of the decade. And then <laughs> I want to point out something. 
I hate Eli Roth even more for. There are a couple exterior shots where they show cars. Guess what kind of cars they drive, Dan? Oh, oh, Fords? I can't remember. Volvos. Oh, that's right. Why? Why in movie world is Volvo more prevalent than the real world? No one drives Volvos, yet in movie world, everyone drives Volvos. I don't know. Maybe they're cheap prop cars. I don't know. I, I, I was, my thought is, I was like, why are you putting all your advertising budget into film? I, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, to piggyback on one of your can notes, we, I wrote but, down, uh, get the chainsaw, man. Because I thought that was really funny. Can, can we, before we dive in too much deeper, this is a really small, stupid note, and I think it probably is only, like, Netflix's fault, but if it's not, up yours, Eli Roth. Oh, oh, I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Yeah, thank you for bringing this up. The stupid black box in the black box? Yeah, for some reason. Why is there a second black box bar on the bottom of the of the thing on Netflix? Yeah, uh, listeners, please, uh, if you happen to own this movie, I don't tell us why you own it, but... Uh, but... If the Blu-ray, from what I could do research-wise, like, it doesn't do this in the Blu-rays. Like, I went to Blu-ray.com and looked at screen images, and it doesn't do this. Because it, so, to break down what we're talking about, the movie on Netflix is in widescreen. So, it's got the two black bars. And then, as I was watching it, I noticed there is a second bottom black bar on the image. Yeah, the movie's already in 235, so it's got the extra thick black bars. But... Yeah, and I'm pulling the images up here again, and yeah, here on Blu-ray.com, it's the normal, like, thick bar on top, thick on bottom. There's no secondary, like, extra that there was on the bottom for some reason. <laughs> okay, I got to a line. I, I got two lines I want to say. Uh, or two notes I want to say. Um, I I questioned a lot of the logic stuff in this. If we question logic, this, mo- this review will never end. Um, right. Right. But I've got a note of uh, when he takes their clothes to the dryer, I bet he sniffs their underwear for no reason. Um, <laughs> God. And then my other note goes back to what we were just talking about. These girls talk like they're in a porn, except porn isn't this upfront. Well, at the at the very beginning they do, yeah. But so so after they convince him. Excuse me. After they convince him. By the way, this movie, this movie's living in 2007 because it keeps calling stuff gay and the R word. Like, this is 2015. I my, my note is, Eli, dude, are you still living in 2007? Has Hillary Duff not told you it's not okay to say these words? Wait, there was an ad campaign with Hillary Duff saying that. You don't remember the Hillary Duff campaign saying that? If you could send me a video of Hillary Duff saying don't say i'm muting the- my mic right now so i can find it on youtube and send it to you if you can find me a video of hillary you should you should keep talking i'm about to go silent out of context if i can hear hillary duff say that word i think i will cry laughing that would be so funny uh but anyway <laughs> the uh so after he convinces or he's convinced to have this uh extramarital three-way affair which by the way wasn't terribly filmed like it was it was enticing, I thought. Like it was, it wasn't the worst shot sequence in the film. It did, it did its job. That's what I'm trying to say. So that happens, and then he wakes up, and he thinks the girls are gone. It took me ten seconds. I found the video and I sent it to you. Oh, I'm definitely gonna watch it after we finish taping. I'm not gonna interrupt for watching this. Uh, but anyway, the Dane Cook actually had a pretty good bit on it. 
Oh, ha, speaking of uh, 2007. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, after the, the, the three-way sequence, uh. he... Nice one. He wakes up and the girls have utterly destroyed. Are you good? Are you having an exorcism? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Do you need a minute? <laughs> I need a minute, but not because of the beer, because of this movie. So anyway, he wakes up and the girls have destroyed his kitchen and thus begins the main. By the way, why is the one girl eating out of the dog bowl? I, do, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. This is. The- I heard that. I heard that in the midnight screenings, and I was like, "Oh, they're joking." No, they're not. One. One of the girls. His wife. His wife is eating. No. No, it was Anna, wasn't it? The blonde. Yeah. One? It. Yeah. Yeah. It was the blonde girl. Never mind. Yeah. I was like, dude, he made his wife eat up a dog food bowl. No wonder she divorced him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the uh, from here now is just like the torture part of the movie. The rest. Come of the on, movie, honey. It'll be really flip- cute. They they flip the script. The girls are now tormenting this guy, accusing, it's telling him that if he calls the police, they will cry a foul and say that it was statutory rape. So he is now at the behest of whatever they want. Nick, is this movie, do, Which, do you think this movie was trying to be a, a black comedic parable about toxic masculinity? Like at this point, like when it turned to this? No, Eli Roth directed it. No, it's not smart enough for whatever you just said. But well, the execution can be terrible. I want to call. But... I want to call BS on anyone believing those girls are fifteen or sixteen. Oh yeah, no. I think I read that they Dude, were. They're in their mid twenties. She. I think I read Anna was twenty five when they shot she was this. Eight, she was eighty six. <laughs> God, she looks great for eighty. <laughs> yeah, I know, but she's definitely not fifteen. Um, oh yeah, no, they were definitely like I said. Anna was twenty five. Lorenza probably was like twenty four, like maybe just a hair younger than her. Man. Anyway, what was your question that you're definitely overthinking because Eli Roth directed this movie? Do you think to, Eli Roth's intentions was to make this like a pseudo black comedy about toxic masculinity? No, he wanted to make a trashy sex thing. Okay, I. The only evidence I have to support this is the fact that like. These, that's the whole point of these girls. Like, there's nothing else to them. Like, this is just a world within the movie where the these supervillains, for lack of a better term, are just going around, and if they happen to seduce the person, they're going to make them feel terrible about it, torture them, make them post a video on Facebook of them literally raping him. Yeah, dude, there are so many times he says no, right? There's so many times he says no, and they continue to throw themselves on him. Dude, can and we? Then, can I point out, by the way, that this is like, I don't know how we keep doing this, but like every other week, we have a movie with a sexual assault, and I don't know how we've gotten into this pattern. <laughs> I think you pick most of them too. No, I have. I haven't picked. I, I mean, maybe I picked. I'm. I don't know. We have to look at the statistic on that. But like, yeah, I I did pick this one, but I just I forgot that I I've seen this before and like. Yeah, like, the shower, he gets, like, coaxed into it. But then, like, when they're in the bedroom... Dude, he's literally telling them no until his balls are in their mouths. Dude, and then in the bedroom scene where... I know that's a graphic thing to say, and it sounds like an exaggeration. I'm not. Like, literally, they are on their knees, 
unzipping his pants and going <laughs> as he's saying no. Like <laughs> you just reminded me something of our of our second movie that just makes me laugh really hard. <laughs> that made you think of Carrie. <laughs> Dude, we'll talk about it in that review. Did they pull back and they were covered in blood? What? No, it was the scene in the car. <laughs> scene in the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk Which about Which I... <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get to Carrie. You just made me think of that Wouldn't scene. it have been great if in this movie, Keanu Reeves just, like, like threw blood on them and then burned them alive? It would have been funny if, like, both of the girls would have just been, like, Mm, Keanu, mm, Keanu, like while they're doing that. Yeah, dude, like, the, the, like in reality, it would be like they're like, oh, see, you'll like us. And what in reality, what they'd be saying is like, because there's stuff in their mouth. Yeah, but anyway, the okay, so table manners, ladies. So let's let's dissect a little bit more about like these girls. You're gonna like, ignore my table manners joke <laughs> about talking with. <laughs> let's talk a little, let's try to dissect a little bit more about like their motivations like who these girls are like and then how keanu reeves con- contrasted dan, that dan, like dan 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 yes dan yes dan it's an eli roth movie there is no motivation other than you're a woman get naked and do sexual stuff because but okay, that is how Eli Roth directs movies. He's worse than Michael Bay. Let's. I also I saw a movie where he had someone saw someone uh, cut an eye out with like, uh, uh, bolt cutters. That is true, and that was some of the worst horror special effects we've seen. Uh, <laughs> that is that is hands down one of the funniest things I've ever seen be put to film. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, two thousand five makeup effects. Uh, but. Oh my I, god, the left side of her head is is like four inches thicker than the other one. I wonder why. It's because it's makeup. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, let me let me focus it like this. Keanu the part Reeves. Of her head that's concave to keep an eyeball in is actually uh convex. <laughs> Keanu Reeves pizza stalactite stalagmite. Keanu Reeves pizza monologue. That's why it was at least called in the trivia. Oh Keanu Reeves my pizza monologue. God. That is you have pizza. You have free pizza at my door. Free pizza. You have free pizza and I brought you in. I almost memorized that monologue for this review because it is so funny. It's like after a series of torture and I can't remember if uh, the architect friend died at this point or granted, not. Granted, uh, I believe he had. Okay. Because this is, I think, because after the friend, after Lewis dies, I think is when he kind of like becomes resigned to... I'm going to die from this. Well, the girls say, okay, well, now your punishment for for the the way you play in this game is death. And then, oh, my God, I just, death, death, you're going to kill me after I, you, you, I didn't, you, you, me, I gave you pizza. I gave you free pizza. And it's the, God, it is the best part of this movie like this movie's painful to sit through except for this two minute monologue it is so over the top and horrible but it's so glorious at the same but time at the, sa- at the same time 
His delivery sucks. Dude, everything about this character while he's being tortured is his, so bad. Like, when he gets the, uh, that, the auto- His delivery is so bad in this scene. It's unbelievable. Dude, the auto- When he gets the auto-tune in his ears and it's just like, Ah, ah, he, I'm going deaf. Please stop. Like, <laughs> like, like he's like, hey, I have to ramp it up because the, uh, the emotion of the scene calls for it. But at the same time- I don't really want to try, so I'll just, like, turn the volume in my voice up. Dude, it's like... like the free pizza part. He's like, you were free pizza! He's supposed to be screaming at these girls. Like, he's just snapped. That's how loud he is. When Lewis tries to save him, and he's just like, be careful, Lewis! They're crazy! <laughs> what about when he's dying, and he's like, don't just sit there, help him! He's gonna die! Oh, he's my like, God. I think that was the worst acting. I think that was the... So, I actually... Okay, I got a problem with what these girls do uh, uh, with these slices of pizza. Because... It was free pizza! (laughs) (laughs) And everyone knows when you find free pizza on the street, bring it in your house. Um, But, uh... Have you seen New York? We haven't seen what? New York. That's what everyone does. I, I lived in New uh, York, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but did you see it? Um, <laughs> but no. Um, when they when when Lewis dies, okay. I, that w- one thing that was really confusing, and it's gonna go back to the thing you want to talk about with motivation. But I wanted to be a sarcastic jerk. Um, okay. <laughs> so he trips, he falls, he dies. They did not have sex with him. He did literally nothing wrong except for he showed up and he called them like three names. He accused them of and being. What did he say? It was a. Uh, I'm from. I'm from Oakland. I know too. Ghetto ass. When I see them. I... Yeah. Um, Another one of the best lines so... in this movie. <laughs> Hang on a second. I was writing notes that you swore. Oh yeah, it's, dude. There's tons. I I know I have a lot of editing um, ahead of me. Um. <laughs> But, by the way, asthma does not work. Like, as a person with asthma, I just want to say, for, like, the umpteenth time, this is not how asthma works. Um, yeah, but... he's got something worse than just your run-of-the-mill asthma. If he, Well, yeah. okay, asthma doesn't mean you're not going to die when you hit your head on the corner of a concrete sculpture. Yeah, it means your lungs suck, not your skull. Um, <laughs> but... But so he's like, he's dying. He didn't do anything wrong. And they're like, oh my God, he's dying. It's crazy. I'm like, so I thought you were on a crusade against men that cheat on their wives. And yeah, you like you're moral. You're not morally ambiguous. Like you definitely are in the wrong on this one because you clearly sexually assaulted this man. And now you're like ruining his life and about to kill him. But this guy just fell and cracked his skull open and he's dying. Why is this funny to you? Like, is people just dying in general funny to you? Well, yeah, especially the fact that, like, in the end, they just bury him and leave him for dead. Like, they don't even yeah, kill people. Yeah, this is so stupid. This is so stupid when they're like, you're going to have to just live with it. I'm like, he witnessed you kill a guy. Like, yeah, his marriage is over. If they can find you, which it's modern times, there's really good ways of tracking people and finding them down. Um, Yeah, you're definitely going to jail. Yeah, is there something interesting, though, about their tactics where they try to seduce somebody out of, like, their... Okay, they... Not at all. You don't... Not in any way. Because it literally is, 
these women, the way that they seek power and the way that their revenge is happening is they literally force themselves to be objects. It's completely counterproductive to their point. Right. I th- it's just it's just this movie came out. I think the original one was more of like a sexploitation type movie. This one was directed by a stupid idiot douche. Yeah, this was definitely lacking any kind of nuance. Like I I thought there was a kernel of an interesting idea. Here's like the th- here's the thing. If they do it in a way where they don't have sex with him and it's like they they convince him to do bad things by flirting with him but not actually ever rewarding him. Or if they actually seduce got a, you've him. Got a, yeah, or if they seduce him. You've got an interesting premise. Yeah, that's what's missing. It's This is just two girls being slutty to a guy because Eli Roth thought that was what the point of the movie was. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what I'm getting. It's just just all Le- Eli Roth movies. Like I've not seen Green Inferno. I'm sure there's a weird sex scene in that. I uh, no no not that I remember. No, it takes no blood orgy. No, there's a lot of violence, but I don't know. There's not a sex scene in that movie unless Do they rip off someone's arm and shove it up another person's butt and make him have sex with it. No, no. That... Wow, Eli Roth, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Anyway, that's that was all I was getting. I was like, "There's a kernel of an interesting idea that just has horrific." Do you think his parents say that often? Like, "Son, we're so disappointed in you." Oh, we're so disappointed that you're a multi-millionaire and you've produced over ten Hollywood pictures and you worked with Tarantino and son. Son, can you change your name? <laughs> He's not had a terrible career. Like, he's not had a good one. The quality of his work is objective, but. Dude, he's he's had a relatively successful career. Like, you can't argue that. Like, we're talking we're talking about him. He did something right. Like, <laughs> like if you really think about it. Oh, I actually uh, I found something. Is it more uh, Hillary it's, Duff? It's the scene. It's the scene. It's the scene where they have their uh, his balls in their mouth. Wait. My my note is, dude, this is sexual assault, dot, 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 in all caps. Just relax and enjoy it. They say that line to him. You know, the line that's said by rapists in, like, every movie. Oh, you just reminded me. I was looking through my notes. The one glimmer of depth for any character in this movie was when Anna was about to assault him the second time in the, the by the way, super creepy wearing the girl's underwear and school uniform. But when she was actually talking about how how they her, fit her, well, no, <laughs> well, really, how did how did that stuff fit her? That is true. Uh, she's in her she's in her twenties. That kid's like nine. That yes, that aside, she's talking about. And I'm not. And and here's the other thing. This woman was not incredibly thin, while his daughter was incredibly fat. <laughs> Jesus. Like, no, I just want, I want people to put out there. I'm criticizing that. There is not a chance on earth that her clothes, like the daughter's clothes oh, would yeah. fit this mid 20 something year old girl. Oh yeah. No, I agree. I completely agree. But the, the, the moment I want to talk about is when she's like whispering to him while she's pinned him down and like tr- about to assault him, she's thinly veiling a story about her own sexual abuse while she's about to, uh, force herself onto Keanu. And I thought that was, what do you mean? She already did force herself onto him. He's tied onto the bed and she's on top of him. Well, again, like actually like 
have intercourse with him. Like, I thought that was actually, like, a glimmer of something interesting. Like, whoa, okay. Okay, this girl I was... I thought it was incredibly tropey th- and lazy. This girl was abused. Okay, where are we going to go with this? And then it didn't go anywhere. So I was like, oh, it, it got my hopes up for nothing, of course. Like, why did I... Why did I believe that this was actually going to happen in any I Roth movie? Like, ugh. I thought it was thin... I thought it was thin and tropey. Um, <laughs> I want to point out my biggest problem with this movie. What's the bit? Okay, what is the biggest problem you have with this movie? <laughs> I sat through almost this entire thing, and I was like, "Yeah, this is why you keep a gun in the house, or why you just There's don't a answer gun the door in the house." You, okay, but what I'm talking about, like, you've like every movie like this. There's a gun in the house. Like this entire movie could be solved with a gun, which is, "Hey, I've told these people to get out of my house. They are now trespassing." right and he even does have a gun in the house in this he just that's my point there's a gun in this house and he doesn't think to do anything until his friend's dead and they're gonna bury him up to his neck yeah and even then like he's not they are the ones that find it while they're wrecking the place like also this is kind of weird so that gun was found inside the egg it's not a pot it's an egg so they had to put the gun in a kiln why didn't you just yeah why did you why did you do that but also did you load the gun because that's unbelievably dangerous oh yeah when you're heating up a <laughs> when you're heating up a gun in a in kennel in a kennel or not kennel, yeah there's yeah. so many things there's so many things in this movie where it's like this is so du- like i again i really just am so blown like it's one it's one thing if he can't get to the gun but he doesn't even act like there's a gun until he's just like, oh, yeah, the egg. Yeah. And then at that point, it's too late. And they now the, gu- now the gun's pointed at him and like, that's stupid. Can we talk about like, since we're almost at an. Uh, I've got a weird note. Oh, uh, yeah. The scene that you were just talking about where the one girl was having sex with him and he's like tied up to the bed. And then he like headbutts her and he like gets off and uh, the bed and like she like falls off. Like he headbutts her and throws her off the bed. Yeah, I was going to uh, say phrasing. <laughs> so there's a pretty good amount of time where he's stuck to the bed. Um, his penis wasn't even out. How are they having sex? I, that's, that's true. Like his pants are buttoned and zipped. I, I don't know. She pulled it out of his boxers and then for censorship, they just hit it. I don't know. Was it like Bad Teacher where Justin Timberlake gets off by dry humping? I've not seen Bad Teacher. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, uh, I've got a note about my third time checking how much time was left was with 30 minutes, 37 minutes left. See if I can find my note of my first one. 43 minutes in and I've already checked how much time is left twice. <laughs> um, his line, you're, you're crazy. Oh my God. He says that so many times. You crazy. <laughs> the insults he throws at them were so dumb. <laughs> oh here's a note that i have uh remember when she was like we're gonna tell the police that we're under 18 and i have evidence and she rubs her stomach i've got your dna inside me like, oh ew. oh that grossed me out so much like one the fact that it's just like if she would have said i can feel it wiggling i would have vomited on the floor <laughs> well the fact that like she does that and just the visual cue of that's just like oh okay but then my second thought was just like 
This dude was so careless, he didn't even, like, use protection or alternative like, he did, uh, no, uh, no, I'm not even going to say it. Oh my God. I love this note. It's about Lewis. So you remember when, uh, he's like, I'm from Oakland. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> cause the, cause the girls are like coming onto him. Like they're about to seduce him. And he's like, I'm from Oakland. I typed out, I would laugh so hard if he's like, I'm gay. <laughs> 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 that would have been funny. Uh, oh, they are. Um, by the way, no, I don't have uh, any they other. Paper, they paper mache prop uh, improperly. They just like put entire newspapers on them. It's like no, it's supposed to be strips. Oh yeah, instead of strips. Um, fourth time check with twenty six minutes remaining. I just want to point that. Like I kept checking how much left was in this movie. I got to free pizza. So, oh, when they're like your sleazy, disgusting, perverted behavior, I was like you guys like raped him like it for some reason i have in my notes in all capital letters when, it's upsetting when they when they like just chuck his ipad out the window i was i was like i would laugh so hard if he's like jokes on you i have apple care plus hold on okay i got ew he didn't pull out or wrap it and then in all capital he didn't wrap it up like he should if he was going to hit it with his wood <laughs> Yeah. And then I have in all capital letters, it's upsetting. And then after that, I have that phone's not just a decoration, that rotary phone where he was going to call the police. I don't. Yeah, it took seven minutes to dial 911. I don't remember why. Although I did. I did like how like her vo like the one compliment I'm going to give this movie is when he dials it and he gets the police on the phone and she goes. All right, I'll tell you where to take us. Like, how serious she gets. Like, she just drops the whole charade at that point. But then they're dumb and they go back. Um, I don't remember why I wrote It's Upsetting. Why? I can't remember. I wish I left more context with that. Do you remember somebody shouting It's Upsetting? <laughs> okay. Um, not to ignore what you just said. But <laughs> here is my note that I put about the gun. Okay. Okay. I remember this gun thing from Midnight Screenings, and I thought they were exaggerating. In all caps, there was a gun this whole time. How did you get it in the egg? Did she fire the egg with the gun in it? Is it loaded? Seems like a bad idea to have a loaded gun in a kiln. Yes, I paused the movie to type this. <laughs> um, Here, let's. Another no I've got. A, I've got another note about. I was like, why are they doing this? It makes no sense. They act like it's a vendetta on men, but why? See, okay, that's another thing. Is like I want to put, I want to play hide and I want to play hide and seek. If we don't find you by sunrise, we'll leave. Please tell me, uh, ready or not, wasn't inspired by this god awful movie. Oh God, no, no way. But you point, you pointed out what I keep referring to is like, there's a lot of like. It seems like this movie, at least, started out with like potential of just like, oh well, we want to say this about feminism or this about bad men or this about that or this about sexuality or this about marriage and it just kind of doesn't do anything it like you said it just makes sexy schlock that doesn't have anything remotely interesting to say i've got several notes about how they keep saying knock knock in the movie so they, they keep saying the titles peter griffin would have loved this um <laughs> there's a part after he's buried up to his neck Yes, can we finally uh, talk got, about the ending? Wait, is this... 
I was like, wait, is this where the meme of Keanu buried up to his neck with a gag in his mouth come from? Oh my god, it is. Um, How is that not obvious the second that we but, see his head in the ground? <laughs> but they, they're they talking to him, and they're like, you could have said no. And I was like, he did say no several times. He said no. <laughs> he did. And then, that's so great. Here's the thing, Eli Roth. If you wanted to make this, and you could make it somewhat clever in that, he didn't technically say no. He just was kind of implying it and moving it. But he never uttered the phrase no or I don't want this or stop. But no, he multiple times says the phrases, I don't want this, stop, yeah. no, several times. Yeah, no. It's not, you're not being smart and clever. You're just abundantly stupid. Oh, dude, I agree. The <laughs> And then the final tragic cherry on top of it is when they show him his phone and they posted the video that they took earlier in the movie and all his friends were commenting. One person commented I thought was hilarious. They put it on Facebook. Yeah, one of, First of all. one of his friends commented in all capital letters, unfriended. And then another one's like, John, how could you? Or whatever his name was. Like, <laughs> some of those comments were so funny. I liked it. I liked, I put, ha ha ha, he liked it. And the meme is his reaction to liking it. Because he's like, no. Um, you remember which, the. By the way, by the way, he gets his arm out of the ground and pushes the pushes the like button. I was like, you could just easily oh. unpush the like button and then push delete. But the phone fell over. And that was the cherry on top of this ultimate, like, final, uh, final, uh, horrible act against him. And there was the, that glorious, with the gag in his mouth. Like, oh my gosh, Dude. that was great. And then I, I've got, haha, the show is family coming home. Party kid. Cookie, this was unbearable. You remember the Louis C.K. joke where he was like, no one's watching your kids on their phone. I guarantee you, you put up five seconds of your kid dancing and then it smash cuts to a picture of your own butt, and people are going to comment, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who would you cast Nicolas Cage to be in this movie? Dude, there's who, is there another guy in this movie that's not the 10-year-old kid? No. So Lewis. Who? Oh, 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 uh, Lewis, that's right. I, dude, it's, it's. I, I don't know. I this is, I feel like this isn't a great question for this movie, so I just kind of want to just relish in the idea of, of Nicolas Cage being this in this movie just in general instead of Keanu Reeves. Like, call, do you, you want to know? Do you want to know who I would pick? Because it's gonna blow your mind. Genesis, the Uber driver, who's got no lines in this. Yeah, he's barely in it. That way, it doesn't. It's not a big blemish on his career. Okay, let's. <laughs> Let's imagine Keanu or let's imagine that Keanu Reeves was replaced with Nicolas Cage in this movie. Like I Nicolas Cage would eat their souls in 5 seconds. He's not Chuck Norris. Like <laughs> he'd be like, "Let me get a good look at you. Oh, you got a good spirituality about you." And then they'd be dead. It was free pizza. Free effing pizza. God. I'm sorry. That was that's one of my favorite lines. Like, that was so funny. Like, I paused it because I was crying laughing at My that. favorite line from this movie, Daddy had a party. <laughs> party kid. It wasn't It wasn't when the little girl just, like, clear. it almost was like she had a cue card on the other side of the camera, the, open the present, Daddy. <laughs> it's a present for you. It's a shoddily made alarm clock with pictures of us on it. <laughs> Oh my god. 
I tr- uh, I hate you. What was the rest of the trivia that I had? Why did you make us watch this? I hate you. Uh, hold on. This is, this show's ending. Yeah, there's nothing. Well, okay. Do you want to talk about the the revenge John Wick ending? Because there's I don't know. To me, there's nothing. yeah. Bring that up because that is actually kind of hilarious. I would actually really like that ending. I I because didn't. I have I have a I have a note of I hope he kills the uh the crap out of them. I'm not I don't feel like writing another note about editing out of swear, but it it's not crap. Um no, I I, I wanted him to like sh- like be driving a car and he sees them walking and he leans out the window and he shoots him with a gun and then he like runs him over and then he backs up and runs him over and backs up and runs him over and backs up and runs him over and, him over and, him over and, him over and that shot goes on for like 7 minutes. I I'm okay with the movie ending the way it did really like i don't mind a dark ending like that where like the girls kind of ended up getting their way anyway like i don't that's interesting to me when a director decides to not have a happy ending with the movie so when we went on youtube earlier listeners and watched the the john wick ending i i don't know i didn't like that i kind of like the the movie ending on the sour note where like it the, the whole movie's a sour note well, yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Like, the narratively, like, John Wick doesn't get to have his revenge. Like, Keanu still gets to have to explain to his family what the hell happened while they were gone at the beach. Like, I I, th- I, I don't mind that <laughs> being at, the They're dark at ending. the beach, and he's... They're at the beach, and they FaceTime, and they're like, Stepping on the beach, do 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 Stepping on the beach, do 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 Stepping on the beach, do do I ripped my pants. <laughs> Can you imagine how much better just watching a SpongeBob episode would be better than this movie? Yes, I I've watched many SpongeBob episodes, and they are all even the the worst SpongeBob episode is better than this. <laughs> I I really I just really want to make sure that I emphasize this enough for our audience. Don't watch this movie. Don't watch any of Eli Roth's movies. Just skip them. Yes, I I endorse. He people talk about how freaking. Michael Bay is so bad for movies. Michael Bay at least has a vision. Mike- Eli Roth. Eli Roth is just like, hey, what if we just like made an Axe body spray commercial except the girls got naked? Yeah, that's awesome. Like that's all his movies are. Michael Bay clearly like it's just like it's 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 kind of harmless the 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 cheap thrills that he does versus this movie where it's just it makes humanity look he makes movies about humanity being so horrible so there's already a bad taste in your mouth from the narrative but then when you make it as as a movie like this it's a bad movie and you feel bad about the world at the same time like it's what's the point like (laughs) it's just it's just not a good use of your hard-earned two hours it's definitely skip it i endorse your your sentiment I don't apologize because I, I I'm taking a little bit of joy in knowing that you agree with me that this movie is terrible. So I hate it. I hated it so much. <laughs> that makes me glad. I'm glad I'm not the only person. But but yeah, that's that's gonna wrap it up for our thoughts on not knock. I almost didn't say the title right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's our our review for Nick Knack. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> We're gonna take a very brief break, and when we come back. You're going to hear our thoughts on our next movie, the original 1976 Carrie. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
All right, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to our U.S. listeners, and welcome to and our to second. All you, and to all you Canadians, stop it. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, Fred. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guy. Stop being a dick, Scott. <laughs> Wondering what Canadian Parliament's like. What's that? <laughs> anyway, this is our second film review of the week. It is Carrie. We took the time machine to 1976 for the original film, uh, based on a recommendation from uh, an awesome listener that emailed us, Nicole. Uh, thank you, Nicole. This is uh, our second Brian De Palma film. Uh, last spring, I want to say, maybe last summer, we did uh, his 1980s adaptation of Scarface. So it's nice to get Brian De Palma back up in here. It is based. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if during the knowing that now I didn't know he did Scarface. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it wouldn't it have been hilarious if like during the montage scene of everyone getting ready for prom they started playing Push It to the Limit? Oh dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> Push it to the <laughs> limit. And then they like pan back to Carrie telekinetically like holding up a sewing machine and her mother. They're like limit. <laughs> that would be great. Um uh anyway, this is uh based on the first novel that Stephen King ever wrote with the screenplay adapted by Lawrence D. Cohen. The film stars Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, Amy Irving, William Catt, and don't touch my head, John Travolta. Oh! So, oh, also, uh, in a bit character role, uh, Sidney uh, Lasick is in this. Uh, did you... I know you're not going to remember the name, but uh, do you remember uh, recognizing the teacher in the English class from nope. a movie that we watched very recently? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, him. I actually had an all capital letters like, hey, it's the guy that wants the cigarettes from Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, it was Chesawick. Uh, he did that movie. Yeah. He did that movie. or He did Carrie right after Cuckoo's Nest because Cuckoo's Nest was 75 and this was 76. So, yeah, like there's a reason he looked exactly the same because it was right around the corner from each other. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't pushing it to the limit. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Not like John Travolta openly drinking and driving. Uh. <laughs> John Travolta in this movie. Just, oh my god, we got poor pig's blood on him. No, I got pig's blood in my hair. Oh, <laughs> oh, look at my car. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh. By the way, by the way, his car, I didn't get a good look at it. Uh, I was like, wow, that's either a Dodge Duster or, uh, or like a Chevy Nova. I did not get a good look at the car, so before you ask, I don't know what his car was, I'm guessing. I actually wasn't going to. I didn't have that in any of my notes, actually, was what cars everybody was driving. I just, I don't know, for some reason in period pieces, I just, They were nice, by me. the way, they were great. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Because, so, you know what, whenever you say that, do you know what I think? What? Oh my god, Daniel. <laughs> I uh, don't, I don't do a very good John Travolta, but when I do it, it gets done. <laughs> that's my campaign slogan if i ever run for office or anything like, i'm not gonna do a good job but when i do the job it's gonna get done they're like did he commit to anything that's that's such a great open-ended he is nailing politics <laughs> that's so funny 
<laughs> He's just talking in circles and giving people false hope. It, yes. Sorry, um, I'm going to stop doing it now. I'm, I'm bringing up politics too much. No, you're you're For fine. Once. I just I just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the Unlike hot Dan, t- Dan who won't stop shouting from a soapbox. All I'll take is the one person does no. <laughs> you won that Bernie impression. Well, it's a great impression, you know it. Uh <laughs> But our hot takes now. Let's get into the actual movie at hand. Carrie, the original from 1976. Nick First of all, we have to thank Nicole. We did. Uh, I said I yeah, we 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 I think Nicole at the top. <laughs> well, that was in the intro. Um, no, I did. I did after that. I said Happy Thanksgiving and thank you, Nicole. Oh, I wasn't paying attention then. Yeah, you're too. <laughs> There's a football game on in the background, man. <laughs> you you and with... it determines the person winning your division. So frankly, I'm a better sports fan than you. That t- my team is not going to win our division, so I've already more or less given up on this year. So, <laughs> dude, Kyler Murray. By the way, when Kyler Murray throws. Have you ever noticed that, like, he just, like, flicks his wrist, he barely moves his arm, but he, like, sticks his belly out? He looks like some drunk guy who's, like, half-assedly playing catch with his son. I've surprisingly watched very little Kyler Murray. I I don't... A lot of Kyler Murray is very little. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. Sorry. Uh, No, it's fine. Kyler Murray, send me an autograph, please. (laughs) Hot takes. Let's get into Carrie. Uh, Hot cakes? I want breakfast. (laughs) Nick, this is tech- how long can I stall you from actually getting to the point? Well, given this is tech, this is our second review, and you usually kick these off. I will open the floor to you, because uh, you haven't seen Carrie, and I have. Given that it is your first time viewing this movie, what do you think of Carrie? So I had seen parts of the movie. There was a, I think I've talked about it before. There was a chunk. Uh, there was a weekend when I was at ISU where AMC played um, uh, like a Stephen King marathon. And this was one of the movies. The other one, one of the other ones I saw that weekend for the first time was Christine. That is my favorite Stephen King movie. Um, oh, Christina's? Yeah, the car one, the the possessed car one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, huh. I love that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I I feel pretty comfortable saying that. Other than like The Shining. Okay, Ooh, let me put it yeah, this way. Yeah. Let me put it this way. If we did a countdown of favorite. Uh, Stephen King movies that aren't The Shining, Christine is most likely my number one. I haven't given it any thought, but I, if you just were like, hey, pick a favorite Stephen King movie that's not The Shining, Christine. Like, what about, Sha- what about Shawshank or The Green Mile? Never. Uh, Green Mile's pretty good. Never saw Shawshank fully. I was going to say, you've never seen Shawshank. <laughs> I've seen a pretty good chunk of it, but I've never seen it fully. Okay. I um, gotcha. But even then, I still really like Christine. Um, probably more than Shawshank. But um, back to my point. So when Nicole emailed in about this, I talked about it last week. I uh, Before picking this movie, when she emailed in, I actually watched 2013's Christine like the next day because Kelsey owned it. You mean Stars. Carrie? Yeah, what did I say? Christine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stephen King use a different letter and female name. <laughs> um, name it Carl. <laughs> They're all gonna laugh at you. Lamas. They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> the, no, they were like, "They're all gonna laugh at you," and he's like, "Oh, Jimmy's mom and llamas." 
Um, <laughs> oh my God, let's actually recast the mother in this movie with uh, Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I that's awesome. <laughs> oh, Carl Weezer would have actually been great in Knock Knock. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna write that down as a stinger. I I know two Brooklyn assholes when I see them. <laughs> um, but um. So I I watched yeah, it your point. Uh, 2013, <laughs> and it stars a uh, recurring person on this show. Chloe Grace Moretz is is Carrie in the 2013 version, and I'm gonna draw comparisons between the two because um, this story very much could not work, but this movie makes a lot of correct decisions for this to work, and I think when discussing it, it's important to to mention what would make it not work and we've got a prime example of it in the 2013 version but um i really enjoyed this movie um i do have a couple things to complain about it's not a perfect movie and it's not my favorite stephen king movie but it is pretty good um i would give this a full pan on our rating scale being full pan with sprinkles of the best rating we can give a full pan is pretty good but there's room for improvement half pan is so so single uh brownie is pretty bad but you found something redeeming in it and then so bad we can't even recognize it as a brownie is a single raisin cookie um i give it a full pan i've got some issues that i take with the movie but i can very much see why people like it and i also can see why this is very much considered the best of the carry versions or the carry movies um so i give it a full pan Nice. Um, I definitely, there's definitely some nitpicky things that I want to talk about that probably kind of date this movie. And I thought, honestly, you having watched the recent one, I've never seen the, the Chloe one. I've never seen that one. So it'll be interesting to Did hear. Did you see your... the 2002 one? No, I actually almost watched that. I <laughs> I did too. Before... Like I got an, I got an <laughs> Apple TV and I went to go rent it. And I was like going through, like I pushed the button and I was like, Carrie. And I was like, okay, I want to watch that one. And I pressed it and it was like 2002. And I was like, that's not it. Yeah, I was on a, uh, I was on Stars because uh, I have access to Stars, and uh, I saw the poster for Carrie two thousand two, and it said it was like two hours and fifteen minutes or something, and I'm like, whoa, that's not right. And then I saw it said two thousand two, and I was like, that's definitely not right. So, I went back and I picked the right Carrie, and uh, anyway, uh, I haven't seen the twenty thirteen one either. I can't wait to hear some of your comparison notes, honestly. Uh, but my my hot take on Carrie this one I I still think this is a terrific movie I think it holds up exceptionally well uh especially the last 20 minutes of the movie I'm, I was genuinely terrified watching the last 20 minutes of the movie it's it's downright terrifying in during uh, the last 20 minutes of the movie if they would have had the uh South Park music where they're uh like Raptors, like when they just like start singing nonsense in a choir voice oh um, yeah yeah <laughs> and don't think i'm like saying just nonsense like they actually in the show acknowledge that it just is nothing um that would have fit because it's it's pretty good i oh, yeah oh yeah the but anyway yeah the the ending of the movie is just awesome it still holds up even being almost well i guess it's not quite 50 yet but um sissy spacek i think is terrific um i think she's great in the lead role um i really love um i think uh, I had had the cast right in front of me. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Um, I thought uh, Piper was great as uh, Margaret. 
I thought Amy Irving was great as Sue. Um, I really, really like um, the uh, uh, Betty Buckley as Miss Collins. I thought Miss Collins was terrific. Um, it's, I don't know, I, there's, there's only, like I was saying, like, there's only really kind of nitpicky, I feel like, because it was made in the 70s, like, some things kind of early on and randomly in the movie don't age really well, except for one thing that is just, why the hell is this even in this movie? It's one of the montages that's edited really, really weird for kind of no reason, but... Which uh, one? When they're in the tuxedo, when they're renting the tuxedos, I didn't understand. Yeah, that was, that, I was asking because I wanted to see the same one. That one, like, why do they hit the fast forward button? Yeah, it was just, that, that was just weird and dumb. I don't know why that was in the movie, but, um, no, otherwise, I, I think it, I think it does a great job of, like, being a, a like, a kind of high school, not quite drama, like, there were supernatural elements under it that obviously pay off greatly, but, like, I like that it's really, like, a character study that slowly builds up and does a, I think Brian De Palma does a great job at slowly adding the supernatural and just just the right amount of pieces until it finally like climaxes at the end i think he did a great job directing this movie uh again the acting is fantastic in this movie uh i i i don't know it's definitely one of the best stephen kings it, it really is like it's so it's so iconic and it just holds up like nine nine out of ten aspects of this movie hold up so so well i can't not give this movie sprinkles it was a it was a great watch so getting to revisit it is because of nicole so i will thank you once again for picking this i had a great time um so one of the things that i want to uh point out kind of off the bat that this movie does really well um and the 2013 one just really gets wrong um, the movie is very much, uh, centered around Carrie's relationship with her mother and how her mother, um, I actually had a note about something. I was like, why didn't you like give her up for adoption if you hate your child this much? Um, the well, mother, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be godly. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be godly. Would it to give a kid up for adoption? I think it is because the other option is abortion. Well, well, that's not, well, obviously that's not. So yeah. Anyway, but what I'm, <laughs> what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at is the mother very much despises her own child. Um, it's pretty obvious. She blames her for the dad running off, um, which that's explained a little bit more in this movie than the other one. Well, yeah, uh, the in 2013, um, I read but, the trivia that, this version 76 is the only version that gives no like kind of explicit detail about the father at all. Yeah. Um, but the mother in this, um, is she doesn't necessarily come off as like a crazy religious person until like the very end. Like she comes across as overly religious, but not like, Oh my God, this woman's insane because of her religion. You're saying the um, 2013 one, not this one? No, this one. Oh, she Early early on, she's not. Like when she's talking to the one to the one lady at her house and like the lady gives her like a $10 donation, she's just like, "Oh, she's she's just really into religion and it like defines her life." In the 2013 one, um the mother is working at like a dry cleaner seamstress service. And some lady comes in to pick up like her daughter's prom dress 
And I'm not kidding you. The mother just like grabs a pair of like shears or scissors or whatever, hikes her dress up her leg a little bit, and then just like stabs herself in the thigh and twists it while she's uh. talking to this woman. Uh, so she's, she's for a no reason. Bit, like maybe that's can't, maybe that's like the the guy in the Da Vinci Code. Like the 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 the, the punishment is uh, for God. Like any kind of sin, I must self punish myself. Something like that. Yeah, but it's extreme. I'm just saying. Like in this one, it's like, oh, this person is kind of a believable human being, and then you see them unravel as the movie goes. I didn't think she was. I didn't think like, she was. This, I didn't think she was believable at all. Like I thought this was a very over the top caricature. Like for just Stephen King, just because Stephen King like has very explicitly said in the public how much he next, hates organized religion. Next next time, yeah. Next time that you're up here, we're watching the 2013 one. I'm going to show you what not subtle is with this character. Um, but. Uh, this one, I really, I, the mom didn't come across, like, she came across as crazy. She's supposed to come across as crazy, but she, like, unravels. She starts off as, like, yeah, she's, she's overboard, but it's not to, like, oh, my God. By the end of the movie, it's, like, okay, this woman is clinically insane, and the cause of her insanity is her religion and what it has done to her psychological state. Um, but... I, you know, I thought the mom was more believable in this. I thought the relationship made a little bit more sense because, like, you see in the 2013 one, like, she is just a merciless monster to carry. And in this one, in the beginning, she comes across as a strict asshole. So, I'm again, I'm not saying you're wrong, but in the 2013 one, they ramp up that character so much, it's a cartoon. See, that makes me not want to watch this one and that one as much now. Like, because I like you're gonna. It's you're dude, going the, to. <laughs> the what? What's I'm gonna really I'm gonna brilli- make you watch it like the next time you're up here. <laughs> I think what's brilliant about this performance for um oh uh, close castless again. I think what Piper does with this performance, like part of the trivia is that she thought it was too cartoonish while she was filming it and brian had to like reassure her multiple times like no this is a horror film like this isn't a comedy like this is going to be scary like or intend to be scary and i think i think she did a great job of like writing that line of like yeah it's over the top i mean there i mean maybe there are religious fanatics like that in the world like but uh for what this characterization is in the movie it, it it's right on that line of just like it's still terrifying even though the actions are definitely like above and beyond what a normal fanatic is i i think she's terrific at it um so i the i'm trying to figure out like where to begin dissecting the movie uh, uh how about it's, the fact how about the fact the movie starts with like hard co- hard hardcore hardcore r-rated nudity right at the very beginning and <laughs> well, the thing, the thing I was going to point out is that it starts off with like one of the most I uh, not I, I don't know if iconic is the right word, but like. N- yeah, I think iconic is the right word, like this, like the music is so soothing, like I actually like was like, oh, this is really soothing and relaxing and calming and nice. 
and then it's and then um it's the the movie's like iconic i don't know if iconic's the right word but like what it's known for um, well yeah the, 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 it's a notable Carrie, it's a very notable sequence Carrie, Carrie is showering and uh at some point she drops the soap and uh starts having her period and blood starts coming out and then she like sees it and freaks out and i watched this with kelsey and kelsey actually pointed out something that was kind of funny she goes look i get that they're kind of like tied up with stuff but like yeah she's having her period but you mean to tell me she did she's had her boobs for like i don't know i don't she may have not said the word boobs she might have been less crude than me um <laughs> you <but> don't say <laughs> she might have she she's had her she's you know been developed there for how whoever who knows how long but she's just now getting her first period and i was like yeah it's kind of a valid point well the principal points that out too when the gym teacher uh talks to the principal about it so i mean there was that but yeah i like i like what they do with that scene not just because there's naked women <laughs> but i like I like what he does with that sequence because it kind of like it's it does a really good job at um, showing the well, it does. What I'm trying to say is that what (laughs) I saw my opportunity and I took it. Brian De Palma, what he's doing there is just is showing kind of just. Yes, stop it. (laughs) Distracting me. What he's trying to do there, I think, is show a kind of like a what is the phrase I'm trying to say here? Transition. It's, not transition, but like it's what he's doing with like it being in slow mo and these girls just like being girls, like being goofy and like it's not natural habitat, but like it's just they're comfortable in their skin and everybody's naked and everybody's happy and they're socializing and they're all beautiful and they're perfect and they're confident in each other, like. And then Carrie's not there. Carrie is by herself, and she's so isolated that when she, because of her mom, when she starts having her period, she doesn't know what's happening. She thinks she's dying. And these girls are all just like, plug it up. I really like the line where she confronts her mom. She's like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, yeah, dick. Why didn't you tell her? Because when the woman starts to bleed, that's when the men comes. And the original sin is sex. Say the original sin is uh, sex is the original sin. Say the had, first made, sin is original sex. Or I God, made, I mixed I, that up. <laughs> I, I made a I made a note about that. I think. Oh, I did because <laughs> I don't I don't talk about other shows I listen to that often. But uh, a podcast that gave us a shout out a long time ago, a film sack. Uh, their episode about Carrie is one of my favorite they ever did, and they played the clip of her going, uh, "Fornication is the original sin." Say it. And they, they played that a lot, I've, and and I've, then they also got, played the "They're gonna laugh at you." They played that. No, a lot. They're all gonna laugh at you. Um, I've got a note I want to say about Carrie. Um, the actress that played Carrie, I I liked this. Oh, Sissy Spacek, yeah. Um, so they, I liked the choice of how they made her look because in what way like what what about her appearance specifically do you mean like i the it, it actually kind of goes with the scene where the teacher's talking about like oh you're, you go to prom and you you know you put on a little eyeliner and maybe a little makeup and maybe a little blush and do your hair like huh. like 
If the thing, if the thing, if, sorry, finish what you're saying. I'm sorry. The thing that I really like about Sissy Spacek in this movie is you look at her and it's like, dude, if you put in like three minutes of beautification work, she would be very, very pretty. And in this movie, I, she is. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and in this, pretty. and in this movie, her mother's religion causing her to be frumpy. Like I, I feel weird saying this because I don't, I don't know how to word it. And if it comes across as like me, not mean, but like rude or tone deaf, I don't mean it to. I just don't know how to word it totally right. But I like that they put an emphasis on making her like frumpy, but not like abnormally frumpy. It's just like, yeah, if she tried doing her hair or cutting her hair or styling her hair a little bit. Like, literally, a haircut and, like, three minutes of work on her, like, appearance, she'd be a very pretty popular high school girl. Oh, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Like, the, 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 what the, the, the makeup in the art department did to, like, emphasize that, like, oh, no, this is what the weird girl, quote-unquote, in the 70s would look like. She's got... The big baggy clothes, like, the the plaid skirt. Like, her hair's down. She doesn't wear makeup. She like always they, has they her backpack on her. She doesn't say anything. Like they don't go. We got to give her a bunch of acne and freckles and glasses, and we got to make her yeah, she's not the, and we got to make her look like she smells, and we got to make her have cats. So then you think she smells like cat pee? Like she's they're not just the, like, uh, they're just like yeah. People people exist where it's like you know if you put in a little bit of work you'd be you'd be really really good looking. Like what's what's the I term? Like, I like I like how. What's the term? I like how toned down her frumpiness or yeah, her frumpiness and like stuff is in the movie because I think it makes her more believable because, because again, it doesn't make her like a cartoon, like the mother, like one of the problems with the Chloe Grace Moretz version in 2013, it's Chloe Grace Moretz. She's a very attractive young lady and you can tell that they're still like doing makeup stuff with Chloe Grace Moretz, and then they're like, "But we gotta dial it down and like make her like." And this one, it's very much like, no, like they just didn't give her eyeshadow and didn't put blush on her cheeks. Yeah, it's it's it, she's like stuck in like an arrest. Her mom is get made her stuck in like an arrested development where she didn't. She's perpetually do... five. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's not been taught other she's she's not had all these other wise normal milestone moments between like a mother and daughter where like yeah. oh well now you're old enough to wear eyeliner and oh now you're allowed to unbutton the top button of your of your shirt and like oh you gotta worry about the boys like she's 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 yeah she's stuck at like yeah like you said like eight or ten like yeah so that that is something i just wanted to point out is i i liked that choice because there is a fine line of doing that with a character in a movie and if you cross it it becomes cartoonish in like her not being normal and they do a very good job of just like she's really quiet and awkward and she puts no effort into like the way she looks but she's not like she's not the awkward she's well okay not she's not the she's not the nerd like i i what i'm thinking of is not another teen movie but i can't think of what the actual movie is um where oh uh cruel intentions you've seen cruel intentions yeah wow i was never gonna guess you have i've i've never seen it but huh interesting but the the <laughs> girl the girl they pick in that movie they 
deliberately try and like make her not look good and it's like okay you're putting effort into looking bad like like and i know we're spending a bunch of time on this but it's mainly just because i'm trying to figure out how to convey my point properly but like in this one it looks like it look what they did to her in this movie is it's like oh it looks like she just like wakes up and like brushes the knots out of her hair and goes to school whereas like cruel intentions or something like that it's like yeah it looks like she wakes up and then like tries to look bad i okay i see what you're yeah no i see what you're saying i and by the way i just googled it and i was conflating that with a different movie entirely uh you said cruel intentions and i i think i was thinking of like double jeopardy or some sort of like uh crime procedural like (laughs) okay um you were talking about the guy from cuckoo's nest there is another actor in here actress in here that you did not mention that is very very famous uh which one grace from ferris bueller's day off is oh one of, is one I, of the girls yeah i wrote in that the gym I, class yeah i wrote that on my phone uh i wrote that in my phone notes not my trivia notes i have up here but yeah i noticed her too <laughs> but okay th- here's something that i thought was really funny that kind of goes across the board with all the girls yeah, every single person looks closer to thirty than eighteen in this. Yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of speaking of people at the school and uh, the school and stuff, um, why is everyone slapping the daylights out of each other? Oh, I noticed that too. <laughs> Especially uh, eight or not eight? Was it Amy? Whoever like the main mean girl was, like she gets the crap slapped out of Dude. her throughout this movie. Dude, they are just like constantly like. It literally feels like they have a conversation with one arm cocked behind their back at all times. Like, that's how quickly and often people are getting slapped. Oh, yeah. Uh, doesn't... Or she slaps John Travolta a few times, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then and he slaps her back. He's like, I told you not to call me a head. Don't touch my hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking yeah. of Travolta, do you want to talk about the car scene? Oh, um, I wanted to talk about one kind of deeper thing, but we can do that after because this is so funny, dude. My only note about, um, well, okay, I got two notes. One, what is this girl doing with these signals she's giving him? Like, we'll kiss for a sec and then smack and then kiss for a sec and then smack. And then she decides to take him to Olive Garden. But while they're going to Olive Garden... (laughs) This is extremely crude, but I wrote my notes. You're saying Billy's name very clearly with your mouth full. Uh, John Travolta's like, come on, it's bigger than that. <laughs> oh my god! I just thought that was. I just like. I don't yeah, have anything I, to. I, I I I noticed that too. I was like, dude, your voice should be way more muffled. <laughs> like it should be like. But then she ends up convinced. But then she ends up convincing Billy, like, while doing that, just like, hey, I'm going to keep doing this. But so, by the way, I hate Carrie. Whatever so, you want, baby. <laughs> so she that, that's kind of something like I have I have a problem with in the movie. Okay. And so we graduated high school like nine years ago. Yeah, we were class of 11. Woo woo. Yeah, we were we were in it, you know, 2007 to or 2000 yeah yeah 2007 to 2011 yeah fall of fall of 7 to 11 yeah so you know we're we're pretty well removed but we did go through it in four years and one of the things in this movie and it's it's in the 2013 version so it's not 
I wouldn't say it's so much this movie as it's just hard to pull this off properly. So Carrie, when she has her period, she starts like running up to people. She's like, help me, help me. And they like start throwing tampons and uh, pads at her and stuff like that. And the teacher freaks out. She's like, what are you doing? And then she slaps Carrie. Um, yeah, she slaps the victim. <laughs> well, she was, I get why she was, she was having a panic attack. Yeah. And like, I think that's part of like, I think there's a lot of behavior that the students have that's a product just of the 70s. Yeah. Kind of like how Ben Affleck and Dazed and Confused is going to be like, hey, underclassmen, come over here so I can beat the crap out of you with this paddle. Like, I think it's just one of those things where, like, uh, the bully and the bullied dynamic is what what, that was just the norm in terms of, like, movies back then. I mean, I can't say for real life, but I mean, there's always a kernel of truth, you know? So, yeah. But, um, so the one girl, like, so Carrie gets kicked out or Car- like Carrie, they're like, Hey, take study hall the rest of the week. And then the teacher is like administering punishment at her discretion to all the girls that were picking on her in the class. She's like, Hey, I just wanted to give you three days suspension and not honor your prom tickets. But given the fact that some, I don't remember what that, the reason was, she's like, I can't do that. So uh, your, I, think your the, punishment, I think the principal overruled her on that. <laughs> yeah. It, she's like, your punishment is like a week of detention or something, or three weeks of detention. And I'm giving you the detention, so it's gym detention. So you're going to have to do like a bunch of running and jumping jacks and like, like, uh, essentially, um, it's just, it's condition, just an extra conditioning, uh, conditioning yeah. exercises, basically. Yeah. It's an extra hour. It's basically an extra hour of gym at the end of the day. For yeah. Detention. And then the NFL shows up and they're like, it's part of our play 60 campaign. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too far. Don't forget, to, don't forget to play 60, everybody. <laughs> Peyton Manning. And it just starts like drilling footballs in the back of people's heads. Um, <laughs> the girl walks up to the teacher. I'm not going to do this. You son of a, and then Peyton pegs her in the face with a football. <laughs> Drew Brees comes over and he's just like, I got to collapse long, but I can still outrun you. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, James Winston's over there licking his fingers and people are like, what is he doing? And they're like, he's eating W's. I don't know. Um, he's, he's like, Hey, get within 10 yards of me. I can't throw past that. But so, they they do the running and then the one girl like tells off the teacher and gets kicked out and she's like she's like i don't feel bad for what we did and i'm like okay like stupid stupid bully is stupid whatever but then like she's like <laughs> like i love at, this like, rationale her, that we have <laughs> her, well it's it's one of those things she's like all right stupid move stupid bully is stupid in a movie just because but no then, i just i'm not making fun of it i just agree with it because i used that last week with the uh, stupid teens and stupid horror movie act stupid <laughs> yeah so that so then she's in john travolta's car and she's like wah, 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 wah. and um <laughs> it, and you can make out that she is making out with his penis. And then you can also make out that what she's saying is she's like, I hate Carrie White. And there's another thing, like, in, <laughs> the, gym, in the gym, in the gym, on the door, I can't believe this happened. They wrote, Carrie White eats sh-. Oh, yeah. That was the, uh, oh, that was what the girl said to Carrie in the very opening shot when she missed the volleyball. She gets in her face and yeah. goes, you eat sh- like like whoa that was really aggressive <laughs> so they um she like 
what I'm getting at that doesn't make sense, it is cartoonish, the anger and hate these girls have for Carrie. I welcome to the 70s. I re- again, I stand by this is just this is how the 70s made teenage uh, uh, antagonists. Yeah, so that but that that's what I'm getting at. Like 2013, it still doesn't make any sense. 2002, we haven't seen the movie. I'm going to guess they couldn't like fine tooth comb this out. Um, it's a product of its time. I mean, there's not really a great way to maintain the integrity of what it was but, without compromising it, you know? But what I'm getting at is as good as the, the relationship between the mother and Carrie is and, like, as well kind of devised out as the motivation with the mother is, Yeah. the the stuff with the bullies just, like, it really sticks out to me. It's like, that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, because that's not realistic at all, especially for us, like, growing up in the, 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 the mid and late thousands like no we would we never saw anything like that yeah um like good god like the girls on her period like what girl wouldn't go oh i have 10 tampons in my purse here have one like good god don't make fun of her like she's bleeding so one of the girls feels bad and she talks to her boyfriend she's like hey i want you to take her to the dance and i i i like how um he asks her and then Carrie doesn't believe him, and then Carrie's like, I got asked to the dance by I don't remember his name. Troy Brown. I don't remember his name. Oh, I'll uh I'll pull up the name, but but anyway. And and so the teacher I like how the teacher is like building up her confidence, and the and then the teacher has the scene I was talking about where she's like, Maybe you do a little eyeliner, you do a little blush, you cut your hair, and you put it like over there, and you're like, Meh. Um, but I like how that scene is followed up with her talking to the guy that asked her and her boyfriend, like, seriously, what's your angle? Yeah, I do. That was one of my notes was this is why teachers need to get paid more money because there are so many teachers. There's at least one in every school where there is a teacher like this woman who goes out of their way and actually gives a crap about these students like that was that was the most realistic thing that happened like in the high school really like oh yeah and chef's kiss you don't think that the team. levitating teen lighting everything on fire with her brain was realistic oh yeah well yeah remember that was how our junior prom went <laughs> i didn't go to prom either time uh, that's actually one of my notes uh was seriously am I the <laughs> only person that ever went to high school that didn't care about prom oh i forgot to ask my dad this because uh you wanted to ask he... your dad to prom no, I, 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 my dad was in high school, uh, when this, most movie people's came out. dads were in high school. Oh, <laughs> my Jesus Christ. My dad was in high school at the time that this movie came out. And I, I meant to ask him if there was a junior and a senior prom because ours were combined. Like my junior prom was my girlfriend at the time, senior prom. I've heard, I've even heard like some schools just have prom for everybody. Well, yeah, well, anybody could go to prom. Um, so, uh, I, I like to, to, one of the things that the movie does really well is I like the, the inner, the scene of them interacting at Carrie's door because I love when she answers the door and it dawns on her. Oh my God. It's that boy from school. I think is cute. And I have a crush on also, he asked me to prom and I, and I am suspicious of him, but also mama like by the way she says mama so many times that i was like is she related to the water boy oh no there's no way that that was uh, that the way he talks in the water boy is not inspired by carrie there is no way 
that that dynamic was not riffed exclusively from this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, I really, enjoyed, like, that scene I really liked. I did too. I, uh, I mean, I don't, it was, it was nice, it was a nice bit of tension of just like, I can't go, well, I'm not leaving until you say yes. Like, I, I liked also well, that, uh, that they really, like, I thought, geez, like, once they got to the prom, like, I thought, Jesus Christ, they are really playing the long con with this psychological warfare with this girl. But then, I mean, luckily it turned out that uh, Sue and George, uh, they were the characters' names, they were actually genuinely trying to be genuine. So I'm glad that th- that didn't yeah, turn sinister. That's, that's something that, that I liked was that there were people trying to be genuinely nice to her. Um, so it's really quick. Did you, did you get any kind of hint at all? Did you get any hint at all that they were like, did you believe that they were being genuine the whole time or were you suspicious? Like yes. I was, uh, I did. I thought she was being genuine just because of the way she talks to him at the track. Like you can tell there's remorse. Okay. See, I thought, I thought she just put up a front at the track to like get that, that conflict to stop, but then, Oh, I'm going to work with you, but not realize it like, or, and you're not going to realize it. That's kind of how I thought it was going to go until we get to yeah. the end. So, um, by the way, just real quick, John Travolta and the one girl that what they did is they get like a, they kill a pig or two and they put its blood in a bucket and then they're going to dump it on her. If you don't know that's going to happen, have you ever seen entertainment? Um, oh, Jesus Christ. By the way, the, uh, the, the way that they kill the pigs, like Jesus Christ, was there not an easier way to do that? No, that's slaughterhouse. You cut their throat, let them bleed out. They used a sledgehammer and just bashed them to pieces. Like, <laughs> oh, oh! I also well, wrote down. Da- I, I also wrote down a uh, get her done when <laughs> when John Travolta. Yeah, was like, I wrote down get, get her done too. <laughs> when John Travolta's like, get in there, get her done. <laughs> I, just, what, I was like, where is Larry the Cable going to be? Like, get her done. Oh God. <laughs> um, but so. They, they get a bucket of blood, they're going to dump it on her at prom, and they're going to make it so that she wins prom queen and he wins king. And one thing that the 2013 movie did that was different was early in the movie in both of them, you can see that she is obviously starting to realize she has psychic powers, um, but her confrontation with her mom goes very differently. Um, oh, but when she gets picked up by George? Yeah. No, no, no. Before. When she's like, Mama, I'm going to go. She, oh, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Picks up, like, it goes very differently in the 2013 version, and then, like, she's using her telekinetic powers to actually... Sew- they show her sewing her dress, and she's, like, using her brain to operate the sewing machine and stuff. Oh, that's um, kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool, except for when you watch it, you're like, you know what? The other version's better, because I didn't have to watch that in CGI. Um, <laughs> it's kind of cool until you watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's cool, in, it's cool in theory, then you put it to use, and you're like, you know what? Not that cool anymore. Um, but then, um, we get to, we get to when it starts going down, we get to prom. And of course, like I said, they, they, uh, she's, I, here's the thing I made, I made this note and I really mean it. And I, I thought this in the 2013 version too, I would have loved a version of this movie where they don't dump the pig's blood on her and something terrible doesn't happen. Like if there's no psychological aspect to this movie at all, 
I would have I would have actually really enjoyed that movie where it's just like, hey, the shy, awkward girl gets picked on and she starts coming out. And it's about her confronting her mother. And then she realizes that uh, she doesn't have to be miserable just because of her mother. And she starts doing stuff that she enjoys better. I would have really enjoyed that. Ugh, that sounds like a cliched One Tree Hill episode. Ugh, no, I'll, I'll pass. Yeah, well, go f*** yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but when... Um, you have a pansy. <laughs> when... So, I, I'm trying to figure out like how to word the question I want to ask you. So, when they get her up on stage and they dump the blood on her, what did you think of the teacher thinking that the one girl was trying to pull a prank and like rush the stage to make a to make a fool out of Carrie? Because they they do it in both movies where the teacher is still up until this point suspicious they're going to do something to embarrass her. Well, I get I get it in this version. I get it. Like it's it's during for people that didn't watch it. It's during the slow like the really long slow mo sequence. Like everybody's clapping and Sue sneaks in. Because she wants to see her boyfriend, which, by the way, did she say she was cool with George kissing her at any point during the night? I thought that was kind of weird. Maybe. But, I don't know. But she maybe she, maybe she was. In, OK, so in the 2013 version, um, just to throw this out there in the 2013 version, they're having sex. Oh, are they? No, 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 <laughs> not, not, not Carrie and the guy. I say that escalated really quickly. <laughs> the guy, the guy and the girlfriend are having sex. Um, and she, uh, later in the movie, Carrie, like after Carrie goes on the rampage, she's back at the house. This girl shows up and is like asking her to stop. And she goes, it's a girl. And the girl, and the girl goes, what? Um, and it's like, oh, she's pregnant. Um, and then there's a hilarious alternate ending to that movie, which I watched, which I will tell you about in a, in a little bit. Okay. But um, anyway, uh, the, I'll, so so anyway, I was going to answer the question. Um, well, no, I got I, I got I got I got something to get to, though. But um, oh, sure. So. Maybe she was like, hey, what if we started having like two girls? In it? What if this is her way of subtly getting a three way? Unlike in freaking knock knock where they're like, Hey, let's all three do this. Like, I don't know. I'm joking. It didn't go anywhere. What do you want to say? <laughs> Not all jokes land, Nick. <laughs> but anyway, I was saying that like, so Sue, Sue snuck in. She wanted to see her boyfriend with Carrie. She wanted to see that the plan came to fruition. It was like, Oh, we gave Carrie a great one night of high school. But that's when she sees uh, the the one the one I forgot her name. She's about to pull the string for the bucket of blood, and so she goes under the stage to try and stop him. But then the teacher, the teacher just sees somebody that she was one already suspicious of and was assuming not going to be at prom. Second, she's in street clothes, so you're at prom, but you're dressed super casually. I those are two big red flags enough for me to be, totally believe the so teacher. I I've got. I've actually got a question. Do you do you think she didn't see the people under the stage? I clearly she didn't, or she would have gone back there. Like obviously, because like because in the shot it looks like she's looking right at them. Well, Sue was, but the teacher clearly was just like looking at the back of Sue uh, Sue's head and just 
it just, I don't know, they're in that perfect angle where they didn't, where she didn't see them. I, okay. That's, that's, that's how I took that scene was just like, she was so focused on Sue and they were, they were hidden in just the right spot. Okay. Um, so they dump the blood and then Carrie is like, Hey, all the stuff Mewtwo does in the first Pokemon movie, I'm going to inspire. And she like locks all the doors. Honestly, they're you know what? They're going to laugh at you. Yeah. The, you're, they're all going to laugh at you. And her mom was warning her not to go. Um, the kaleidoscope effect of everybody laughing at her. I love that shot. You want to talk about the videos you sent me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the first one was just the video, which, by the way, is a terrifying shot. When her ha- when Carrie's hands are on her face and she slowly looks up and the mom in the background's going, they're all going to laugh at you. And everybody's laughing at her. I just love that. I, well, I captured it for the quote, but it's well, also that's, a terrifying that's something shot. Too. Do you think they were all laughing at her? Because like she sees the teacher laughing at her. Or do you think it's just like her having snapped thinking they're all laughing at her when maybe it's just like that one girl? I think I think the movie had more than half the people laughing. I think okay. a lot of people actually did think it was Cause, funny. Because the 2013 one, there is no guessing. They are for sure all laughing at her. Yeah, I, I I believe a lot of people were, especially the other video I sent you was, I don't remember her name, but the girl in the red cap, that's just who she is in this yeah, movie. Yeah, dude, does she ever not wear a red baseball hat with a rainbow on it? I don't know, but she was at prom, so clearly she doesn't take it off. I said, <laughs> I said during the slow-mo, when, uh, right when the bucket fell on Carrie, she just, like, howls over laughing, and as she's pulling herself back up, she just full-on punches the guy standing next to her right in the chest <laughs> and then she points up at carrie and i just for some reason i thought that was so funny I, it just it, it it didn't break the moment entirely but i definitely did pause it to rewind and get that on my phone because i just thought that was great <laughs> dude so her rampage too like oh this sequence holds up it, so well in in 2013, the one th- the one thing I want to point out about the 2013 version, for some reason, a lot of people survive. Really? Yeah. And in this movie, no one lives, and she leaves as the fire is burning, and you hear people screaming as they die. Oh, like, dude! People get what? electrocuted. People like, I love the way she kills the teacher in this movie because in in the 2013 version, she saves the teacher. Oh, that's oh, that's dumb. From, like, I love that from, in like, this being movie electrocuted that... or something. And in this one, she like, what did she throw on her? Like a basketball goal? I think I think about ba- yeah, I think it was a basketball goal that was like up in this up in the rafters, and then yeah. it just kind of collapsed. Yeah, and then uh, I I love the way that she uh, like the 2013 version is she ca- like throw basically like mind throws the car into a gasoline pump and it explodes. But I like in this one, the ways that she kills him in the car. Oh yeah. She just dun dun, And then the car flips. <laughs> so one thing I, I made a note, I was like, man, they must've really liked the music from psycho. Yeah. That's actually picked up on that. No, that that's actually in the trivia is that Brian De Palma liked the music. Or, or he had it in his mind. Apparently, there was some disconnect. Like, I guess he didn't see Psycho at the time. But at some point, when he was already decided me, that I he totally wanted, just farted. <laughs> I, I didn't he... have to lean for that one. <laughs> uh, but De Palma, yeah, no, De Palma, yeah, he more or less like lifted music from Psycho from this because he thought it fit so well. That was in the trivia, at least. Yeah. Um, and then she goes. She goes back. Um, 
to talk to her mother. She's like, you're right. They're all going to laugh me. And then her mom tries to kill her. And then her mom. So something I'm sure the movie trivia points it out. Like her mom, she basically kills her and she dies in the same pose as the Jesus in the one closet that she continuously like carry in. But also she gets stabbed in all the same places as where like the arrows are in Jesus in the closet too. That, but that I actually, uh, well, going back to the film sack episode, uh, that's actually they did they did a little bit more digging on that than I did, and that's not actually technically Jesus from what they gathered. Who that's is it? Like, like Philip? No, it's a it's it's another saint that was also crucified, but he was shot with arrows, and Jesus was just stabbed on the cross. So I I I should have wrote down what the saint's name was, but I but yeah, I mean Saint Bleedy. It was technically not jesus unless they were wrong and i'm just spreading misinformation but the, i mean i wrote jesus in my notes i well i wrote creepy jesus in my notes because the the figure's eyes were glowing <laughs> yeah um let me see i'm gonna look through my notes and see if there's anything i have left that i want to discuss we gotta talk about the actual last shot in the or the, not the last shot the last two <laughs> minutes of the movie <laughs> okay i've got one note about the prom. <laughs> When when the when the teacher comes over and talks to Carrie and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get some punch." When he comes back and he goes, "Hey, what are you doing with my date?" I was like, "Hey, what are you doing with my date?" Headbutts teacher. <laughs> the uh, no the uh, it's after uh, after all this happens, literally everyone dies in the school. Mom dies. Carrie presumably dies when her house literally gets dragged back to hell. <laughs> but then. It didn't just end there. I forgot that it didn't end there. I loved that it had that dream fake out with the PTSD with Sue. I got to tell you about the dream fake out and the 2013 Jeez. alternate cut. Dude, Jesus. Was that not horrifying? Like, yeah, that was so well executed. Like, I mean, partly because I forgot it was going to happen. But, oh, my God, that was a bleak so way to end this movie. So the 2013 version, like I said, I saw it before this, and the way that the 2013 version ends is she goes and visits Carrie's grave and sets a rose down, and excuse me, they spray painted Carrie White eats poop on her headstone, except they didn't put poop. Wait, they didn't and, write Carrie Burns in Hell? Take that back. They wrote that. Actually, I think <laughs> they wrote Carrie eats poop in Hell. No, um, Carrie, Carrie sets poo on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so she sets the rose down and then you hear screaming and the, the headstone cracks and this one, her arm reaches out, grabs the, grabs the one girl and she like wakes up from her nightmare. The alternate cut is ab and the 2013 version is absolutely insane. The 2013 alternate ending is she goes to the grave, she sets the flower down and then she, it shows her giving birth and Whoa. she's like, oh, it hurts. Welcome out. Blah. And um, I was like, it's just chilly night, lady. Calm down. And um, <laughs> this is crude. I know. Um, <laughs> but she's like, oh, it hurts. And then, like, she's, like, freaking out. And then, like, uh, a bloody hand comes out of her vagina, reaches up, grabs her forearm. And she's like, ah. And then, and then she starts waking up from a dream, and she's like, ah. Then it flashes back to the bloody arm of Carrie coming out of her vagina and grabbing her, and then the movie ends. And I'm like, Ugh. that was insane. My God. Yeah, it's really unpleasant. 
that sounds it. Um, I'm actually just now pulling up Carrie 2013's cast because I want to know who was in like some of these roles. Uh, Julianne Moore was Margaret. Uh, wow. Uh, actually, that's the only other actress I know in this. Oh, Judy Greer was in this. Yeah. Or in that one. There's huh, a couple funny. actresses that I recognize. Uh, I thought I'd recognize more names than just Judy, Chloe, and Juliana. Or Julianne. Hmm. Never mind. That wasn't worth it. Oh, Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort is, was Tommy Ross. Huh. That's the guy from uh, Baby hmm. Driver. Oh, oh, but you haven't seen Baby Driver. Never mind. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And yeah. you spared yourself very smartly, um, by the way. You spared yourself from The Goldfinch last year. One of the worst movies I, I've seen. So, in in the 76 version, who would you cast Nicolas Cage to be and why? Uh, kind of like this movie. There, or kind of like, kind of like Knock Knock. There's not that many ideal picks. But, young Nicolas Cage. This would have been super young Nicolas Cage. He could have, he could have been George and that would have been really interesting. Uh... I don't want him in John Travolta's role. I don't think he would be good there. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess just George, really. There's not really any other part that I think could really be interesting for Nick Cage to kind of just be Nick Cage. Kid on the bike. <laughs> creepy Gary, creepy but, Gary. <laughs> but I want him to be like regular age Nick Cage. Like right now he's like, creepy Gary, creepy Gary. Oh, I'm on the ground. <laughs> I would love to hear just the isolated oh, sound I of broke Nick my Cage. Arm. He's like, oh, I broke my arm. And they're like, you didn't even land on your arm. I should have gone to school instead of antagonizing I, this innocent girl. I, I showed up. Yeah, I showed up. Or Jesus. I showed up with a broken arm. It was unrelated, but my arm's broken. Um, yeah, that actually was a note I did write down. I was like, so is this kid like truant from school? Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, why aren't you in school, kid? Like... Well, what? Well, no, my note was first off, haha, eat kid. But then the other one was, wait, why aren't you in school? <laughs> Get wrecked, son. <laughs> God. Creepy Gary, creepy Gary. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Um, do you have any other? Uh, I'm kind of tapped out. Uh, there, okay, honestly, there wasn't, there was a lot of trivia for this, but I didn't feel like reading oh, the. The trivia section that was longer than War and Peace, so that's why yeah, I didn't if you, have that if much Yeah, if you want this. the trivia, just go to IMDb. I, I don't really have anything else. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed this movie, um, but there there's just some stuff that it's like, yeah, I, I can't completely overlook that. Um, but it's not bad. It's it's very enjoyable. It's one of the better horror movies I've seen, and it's one of the it's one of the best Stephen King movies I've seen. So, um, I give I give it a full pan. I. I give it a I I have made fun of this movie a little bit, but I make fun of it with love. I give it a resounding sprinkles. I think it's a great Stephen King movie. Actually, I'm gonna piggyback on my favorite Stephen King since now we've gone through the whole review. I I'm pretty sure that if it's not the Green Mile as my favorite Stephen King, it's probably the one that you always say you want to watch, The Mist. I really mm. do think The Mist and The Green Mile are my two favorite Stephen King movies. They're just the myth, the myth, the mist especially is just so dark, and it's such a great, not uh, ensemble, not just isolated character study, but like a whole ensemble character study. God, we gotta watch that for the show sometime. We gotta watch the mist. Yeah, 
But let's wrap this one up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is our thoughts on Carrie. We are going to take a very brief break. And when we come back, we're going to let you know what we are doing next week. We'll be right back. All right, guys, that is it for this episode of Brandy Points. Thank you to Ilamar for the Fugue for the music, as well as Nick for your music as well. In between each of these segments, thank you so much. No problem, Fugue. <laughs> Uh, next week, our first week of December, we are still not going back to the theaters. Uh, we are still staying at home, but that does not mean we are not bringing you some great reviews. Our first, uh, excuse me, our first review of the week um, is not going to be uh, the film Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, we always tape these ahead of time, and scheduling is a little tricky right now because uh, we are taping just before Thanksgiving, uh, so, uh... Which we didn't realize till last night. Yeah, we, um, our schedules are a little, little wonky this week. Uh, we still are gonna get reviews out to you guys, but, uh, we are not going to be able to review the new Ron Howard film, but instead... Oh, and we're not gonna have a new segment either. We're, uh, just giving you a heads up on that. Next Sunday, we are gonna be dark, but we will still have two film reviews. The first one is... Yeah, Sunday's for football. <laughs> the next... Uh, also, I think I think the Packers play the Bears next week, so boo! <laughs> uh, the first film we will review, though, um, in lieu of Hillbilly Elegy, is going to be a trip into the time machine for the acclaimed pre-Marvel Cinematic Universe Marvel film, Blade, the Wesley Snipes film from 1998... I've never seen this before. We haven't done, um, or no, we've done one pre-Marvel MCU superhero film, the the first Spider-Man, but we haven't done a, we haven't done a non-MCU film since then, have we? Oh. <coughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> That's a no. I am not cutting that. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I I hope you don't. Everyone would be really confused why we just started laughing because I said the word no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like he, he said no. They lost their minds. <laughs> Have you seen Blade? Uh, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I saw it. I saw it on TV a couple times. Okay, cool. I've I've never seen Blade before. I was I was just stroll uh, strolling. I was scrolling through Just Watch like just trying to f- think of a quick alternate because of. Uh, when we finally made light of our Thanksgiving plants and I was, and I saw blade, I was like, Oh, it's on Hulu. And I've never seen it. Like I just very impulse, very impulse last second pick. Uh, but that is what our first review is going to be. It is on Hulu right now. Uh, the Wesley Snipes film. That is our first review. Nick remind everybody what our second review of the week is going to be. Our second review of the week is going to be, uh, Dan is going to finally see one of the classic action movies in First Blood, the first Rambo movie. Yes, First Blood. I think 1982. I actually don't have it in front of me, but yeah, the very first Rambo movie, which is funny because the first Rambo movie we did was the last one. So <laughs> yeah, we're finally starting to backtrack. <laughs> we're not out of order. I actually just watched the 2009 one just before I moved back to Indiana. And it's so this will be three. You hadn't even said that you moved back to Indiana. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. We just said you were closer. Oh, well, 
hooray, I'm back in Indiana. Uh, <laughs> I don't, it doesn't bother me that people know. Um, I could have swore I said it, but whatever. Now they know where to find you. I could, I could have swore I said I did, but whatever. This will, this will be my third Rambo movie. Um, oh, and you too, except, or no, this will be your second one because you didn't see the 09 one, right? Yeah, I've only seen the, I've only seen the first one and the last one, and then bits and pieces of the others. Okay, well, yeah. Anyway, that is gonna be our second review. First Blood. It is a rental. It is not streaming anywhere for free. So you have to go on Apple TV Plus or Amazon YouTube. It's a three dollar rental, guys. It's pretty cheap. So. Uh, th- again, that's our second review. That'll be out uh, next Thursday. And uh, our first review, Blade, will be out on Tuesday. No news segment. Again, just we're going to be dark on Sunday. We don't have time to do any we, news. So we, we asked Hollywood not to do anything zany. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're not going to miss any big news, but keep an eye out on our social <laughs> Now we are. Thanks. <laughs> keep an eye out on our social media. We'll still share news that comes our way. Speaking of social media. And trailers that I definitely watched before I hit share. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, I only watched like 25% of the trailers before I hit share. <laughs> Speaking of social media, uh, Nick, where can people reach out to us during this holiday? Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide. And Twitter, at Brownie underscore cinema. Um, also, make sure you hit us up on our Gmail account. That is where Nicole sent us uh, Carrie to be reviewed. And a couple other movies that she suggested. Uh, points guide to cinema at gmail.com. Uh, send us Brownie Bites ideas, whether they are topics to discuss, countdowns to do, movie trailers to review, or movies you want us to make sure we go out of our way to review, whether they are in theaters or streaming, uh, time machines or new releases. Also, make sure you're leaving us reviews as high as you possibly can. Uh, the reviews, that is. Uh, on whatever platform you listen to us on, uh, that helps us break through algorithms and stuff that I don't understand. But, yeah, do that stuff. Yes, and uh, also we do see all the comments that uh, you send us on social media. We really appreciate it. Um, actually, just had a fun conversation. Uh, just a free plug for uh, this Instagram account and uh, podcast, YouTube channel, all that. Uh, official girl behind the counter. Uh, it was really, really fun chatting with you, Bridget. And uh, it's pretty cool what you do. Uh, we were chatting about uh, you were going to do, or you were talking about Millennium Actress. Uh, it's a movie from this guy that did uh, Tokyo Godfathers, uh, Shintoshi Khan. Uh, I'm definitely going to look for that uh, whenever you do get that published. And uh, yeah, it was cool to chat with you. Uh, so if you want to chat with us like that. Yeah, if you want to do, do a crossover review, let us know. We'd love to do something with another uh, podcaster. Yeah, absolutely. Rather rather than random people we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to chat with nothing, us. Nothing, nothing against the people we've done it with, but you're in this realm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to chat with us like that, it's very easy. We keep an eye out on our social media. And you can rest assured we will always be in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms. Uh, given that this, uh, when you're hearing this, if you're listening to this uh, specific longer episode, it is Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you guys got to your destination okay if you felt so compelled to. Just hopefully you wore your mask, you washed your hands a lot. Just be careful as you're going home, guys. Be very, yeah, very like, careful. I'm I'm normally very quiet whenever Dan gets on his soapbox about the world and optimism and stuff. But um, be very careful uh this is it's a holiday like this is a this is a very easy time and way for this to kind of explode and the way it spreads be super careful be super smart 
follow Proto and keep feathering it and, you know, just be just be smart about it. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, you've heard me say this a million, million times. Uh, I mean, of course, keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open, but seriously, guys, be as safe as humanly possible while you're traveling back home uh, this weekend from Thanksgiving. So with that, that's what we got for this episode. We'll be back next week. Again, no news segment, but we will have thoughts on Blade and First Blood. We'll see you next week. I just realized this is the one segment I don't crack a beer open in the beginning of it <laughs> because it's just the intro and outro when we record it. <laughs> like it's never, hi, it's a new episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I would have loved if he would have done in that moment was light his head on fire and then die because then the movie would end.